3: A busy, busy, busy Monday afternoon with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. I'm Richard Cross, alongside Michael Borky and Brian Haydad. Thanks for being with us. You want to be a part of the conversation? We would love for you to do just that. You can hit us up on the C Spire text line. That number is 601-879-4395-BULL. There's a lot of it in wireless, but Ceasefire thinks you deserve a plan that's actually what it says. So here's the real deal. The best plan for one or two lines, $45 each with auto pay and paperless billing. No BULL. Ceasefire.com. Uh, guys, the weather man was a little off this weekend. It was going to be impossible to play baseball on Friday. And yet we had three games that were played on Friday. Saturday didn't look great. There were two games played in Oxford, one in Hattiesburg and one in Starkville. And then there was no chance to play baseball yesterday. And that's why they played a doubleheader in Oxford on Saturday. Although they could have played baseball in Oxford yesterday because it was glorious yesterday afternoon. And they played in Starkville and they played in Hattiesburg. So the weatherman not exactly batting a 1,000 this weekend, but... Everybody got three games in, and it was a pretty entertaining weekend all the way around. Guys, what is up on a Monday? In
4: hindsight, uh, the folks in Oxford probably wish that there was a lot more weather than they actually got this weekend. Um, This past weekend was one of those that, three years ago, I used to love. Because I would do nothing, I would sit in my little office and put an iPad here, a laptop here, and something on the TV, and do nothing but watch sports all day. Now, with a one plus a few month old, (laughs) it's impossible to keep up with everything. I mean, I try. I mean, think about Saturday, for example. So you had four baseball games and two basketball games that were of this like most interest, and and I'm a big fan of an NBA team, and they also played on Saturday night. So I had to do dad stuff. My wife worked on Saturday, so I'm trying to to uh, wrestle the kid around and keep up with all of these games. And then uh, it's just I used to enjoy weekends like this. Now it just stresses me out. I mean, there's Welcome so much I can't even consume life it. Welcome and
3: fatherhood, Michael. Borken. See and what the married life part isn't a problem. And, and uh, it's, and I don't mean it's it's worse just in kids. a bad way. I don't mean worse in a bad way. There's just more stuff on top of stuff yeah. on top of stuff. We went to the park, which was a nice experience, but uh,
4: I couldn't watch any baseball. We have the, we have support meetings every uh, Thursday
5: at this place called The Bar. Just go to The <laughs> Bar, and then there will be a support meeting there for you.
3: Yes, but that's more time then away from your kids, and it makes it even harder to then pry away for a few minutes on a Saturday or a Sunday to watch the things or follow the things that maybe you need to follow. Hey, Dad, what's up with you?
6: Not a whole lot
5: on a gloomy gust day here in Starkville, man. It, it The weather is just killing me. I, I tweeted yesterday that, you know, last Friday my driveway was a sheet of ice. Sunday I went to the baseball game in shorts. Today I'm wearing fleece. I got the uh, Navy fleece memo, guys. And uh, it's cold outside. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's where we are right now.
3: Yeah, today's gross. It's like 45 degrees and raining in North Mississippi. What's it like in Jackson? Same thing, Borky? Uh, It's not 45, it's like 55,
4: but yeah, it's just kind of been a gross day. Saturday night was awesome. Uh, Like, hey, that's it. Shorts and a t-shirt, man. I need to put a TV outside, but the problem is those cost money, and I don't really have any of that. But sitting on the back porch in shorts and a t-shirt... With my dog, and my iPad, and a beer, I mean, it felt like it had been years since I've been able to do something like that. That was nice. All the baseball ended. I mean, the basketball was over, and I got to put on an NBA game that ultimately I shouldn't have been interested in because they got beat again. Um, That was a nice Saturday night, man. I mean, I, I thank goodness at least we got that
3: after what was a brutal winter, as it turns out. Yeah, and hopefully that's uh, just around the corner. Hey, 2 weeks from today, when we get off the radio, we'll have another hour of daylight. So, uh the the time changes 2 weeks from yesterday. Hopefully that means warm temperatures are on the way as well and hopefully we are getting closer and closer and closer to more people being able to go to games in person and watch Southern Miss in Hattiesburg and watch Mississippi State in Starkville and watch Ole Miss in oxford no definitive information on that but it feels like this week and then maybe in a couple of weeks and then maybe uh three or four weeks after that things are going to get a little more palatable assuming the uh the numbers related to covid continue to move in the op uh, the uh, not the opposite direction in the the right direction the opposite direction from bad in a good direction on a trajectory that is uh, is good that's what i was trying to say so, let's dive right in. We will let you know, as has been the case for the last couple of years, on Mondays, it is a full recap Monday for college baseball. And not just any recap Monday. You can get recaps in a number of places, but this is the only place where you can hear from all three head coaches on Mondays after the weekend. Scott Barry is going to join us in eight minutes. We'll talk with him at 320 At 4.20 this afternoon, Chris Lomonas will join us to talk about the weekend series win for Mississippi State over Tulane. And then at 5.20, we'll visit with Mike Bianco, whose team lost two of three at home this weekend, to uh, a UCF team that, just after seeing them in person, is a whole lot better than their record indicated after one week of play coming into the opening weekend. Hey Dad, Mississippi State wins two out of three. They lost the opener Christian McCloud was not great, right? And Tulane's pitcher was great and was yes. able to go deep into the ball game. He goes eight innings in the game, and that was how the series started. But it got a whole lot better over the next couple of days as uh, Mississippi State had a flair for the dramatic on both Saturday and Sunday.
5: Yeah, a couple of walk-off wins for the for the Bulldogs, uh, including a walk-off grand slam, which you don't see very often. Uh, so a lot of a lot of you know. A dramatic weekend, not in, just in terms of the play on the field, but what was going on in both dugouts. A lot of a lot of chirping and chippiness that I, I wouldn't have normally expected between Mississippi State and Tulane. State and Ole Miss, State and LSU, sure, why not? But uh, State and Tulane didn't, didn't know there was such a deep-seated rivalry between these hmm. two schools who hadn't faced each other since
4: 1998. Yeah. Forgive uh, me for being anti-purist. I know, Richard, we talked about it earlier, and you agree, and you're more of a baseball guy than me. I, I, I understand why Mississippi State fans don't like Tulane today, because that's what fans do. Baseball needs more of that. Nobody fought, so since, there, since that didn't happen, the, the trash <laughs> side of that. But the striking a guy out in a big moment and yelling and screaming at the other dugout, I'm fine with that. at each other. Talk some junk. Your college kid's playing a game. A little intensity, a little edge, or whatever you want to call what was going on this weekend... I would love to see that every weekend. Intensity. Energy. It, its You're playing a game against an opponent. You don't have to just strike a guy out and then put your head down and slowly walk to the dugout. If it's a big moment, if they've been chirping you all day, yell at them. Let them know.
3: That's what we need more of, man. I loved that. So, so Hayden, hey, I didn't see it unfold. You, you saw Saturday and Sunday's games, and people yeah. have alluded to... Uh, a little chippy, a lot of chirping what was it uh it's the, it starts with the two lane dugout man
5: they uh, they were into the game we'll just we'll just say it like that you know when anytime when somebody you know crossed the plate or made a big play they were constantly you know going back and forth taking you know not taking shots but yelling at, at the opposing pitchers and things of that nature um and it just sort of built and built and built. I thought that it sort of I thought it it, it plateaued. Uh, in the game on Sunday, when the uh, when Tulane scored and their dugout celebrated, and then the runner was called uh, out for leaving the base too early on on a sack fly, and uh, the MSU crowd and the MSU dugout basically mimicked the Tulane celebration, which was hilarious. I, I'm, I'm in total agreement with Borky. By the way, it was so much fun to watch, um, and it just kept going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, you saw Brandon Smith's reaction to that that big strikeout there. Uh, then Tulane gets the lead in the in the the top of the ninth on an an absolute tank. If you love long home runs, you should have been at Duty Noble yesterday. There were every home run hit was just a no doubter. Uh, but then in the uh, you get the walk off. I I'll be honest with you. When when I thought Tulane was going to win, I I was not. I was not completely sold that there wasn't going to be a brawl or something, or the Tulane <laughs> might try to dogpile like they won the college world series. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was prepared for it, uh, one way or the other. But then state gets the win, and you know, they were the they pour out of the dugout. So it, it was a lot of fun. It was just it was fun. It felt like there was the Mississippi a lot more state
3: on the ended line. up kind of like jumping around, dogpiling to the point where they kind of fall all over each other.
7: They, they, same same they type off,
3: celebration? They took off after Tanner Allen, who was on second base by that
5: point and then and, and went after him. So yeah, I mean, there was a big celebration. I mean it's a walk-off win, I get that, but it was it was a lot of fun, I'll just put it that way. It I probably more was on the this, line than than just a second weekend of the season.
3: Yeah, I agree. And I don't want to overdo it. I, I, maybe some of the excitement is just they've had to wait so long to get to this point of you know, where you're playing baseball games and it feels like games matter. But I kind of like it because they're having fun, a lot of fun, and both teams are. UCF went crazy when they won on Friday in game number one, and they went crazy after winning game three on Saturday. And you know what Ole Miss did after they walked it off in game two? They went crazy, and it was like one of those little jumping-around piles that ends up in shallow left field. It's kind of fun. Southern Miss got two out of three against UConn. We will talk to Scott Barry next
6: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you glass needs. You can find them in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call 601-605-4443. So far, so good. No wrecks, no breakdowns, nothing major, at least nothing out of the ordinary, just some after-school traffic. Buckle up, drive safe, and have a great evening. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946.
8: It's that time of year when love is in the air and you just crave
9: something sweet. Valentine's Day.
10: Ah, uh, wrong. It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0% financing for 60 months on new 2021 Mazda cx 9 and on 2021 Mazda 6s. That's right, 0% for 60 months. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We're also offering you money-saving deals on every vehicle in stock. Get super low 2.9% financing on certified pre on Mazda 3s and Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991 222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models.
2: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. To Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app. Supertalk.fm. And always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station.
3: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Time for us to go to the Farm Bureau phone line, check out favorites.com, and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. The third consecutive year, all three head baseball coaches in the state of Mississippi have agreed to join us on Mondays. We start things off with Scott Berry from Southern Miss. And, uh, Coach, first of all, thanks for giving us the time each monday during the season to to kind of talk about the weekend and talk to us about your ball club know you got a lot going on and we really appreciate you giving us some time
13: uh... pleasure to do it Richard. so
3: it felt outside looking in like a heck of a baseball weekend in in hattiesburg uh... a one-run win on friday a one-run win on saturday obviously you don't finish it out and, and get the sweep but to get a series win Against a quality team and a quality program like UConn, pretty good weekend all the way around. Is that your assessment?
13: Yeah, it really was. Uh, you know, we knew going in that UConn was going to be a quality club, one that's going to really uh, compete well. That was uh, from from everybody that I'd talked to that had played them last year in the American to to that area of the. Uh, region of the country, uh is all the same thing, just a blue-collar program that's going to come at you, punch you in the face, and, and just tough Northeastern kids, and that's exactly what they were. And they were three really, really uh, competitive ball games. Uh, nothing was taken for granted in, in any of them, in all honesty. Uh, both teams competed really well, and we were fortunate to come out with a series win with two of the three uh, uh, wins in those games.
3: So let's start with Friday's game. Six runs, you actually get out hit in the ball game, but you came up with some clutch hits. You got two runs in the eighth inning that put you ahead. You were able to hold things off in the uh, in the ninth inning. Just kind of an overview from your perspective on that first game in the series on Friday.
13: Well, you know, I think it started on the mound with, with Hunter Stanley. Uh, you know, his, his stat line didn't, didn't reflect how well he really pitched. Honestly, Richard, he covered six and two-thirds, I think it was. Um, gave up a few more hits the normal nine but you know they kind of used a long ball and the wind was really blowing out all 3 days at Pete Taylor Park and i think he gave up 3 3 home runs but the key there they were all solo home runs so mm. there wasn't any crooked numbers we were able to uh, keep the keep the score within reach uh, with with our offense finally clicking uh there in the 8th inning with Gabe Montenegro with a big double bases loaded double that gave us the lead then put us in a position to get Garrett Ramsey his first taste of Division One uh, baseball, and, and certainly the young man he didn't he didn't disappoint. He covered, uh, struck out the side, and uh, faced three batters, and that was it. Ball game.
3: I was going to ask you if you knew what you had in Garrett Ramsey because you not only get uh, the save from him on Friday, but you get a save from him on Saturday as well. He works an inning on Friday, and then what an inning and two thirds. On Saturday, did did you feel like you knew what you were going to get from Garrett Ramsey?
13: Well, you know, Richard, in the fall, uh, we felt like that he had the best stuff of anybody on the staff. It was just a matter of getting him consistently from one outing to the other to to come out and, and give us the outings we wanted. You know, he's uh, we used him a bunch and prepared him. For back to back, uh, outings, uh, back in the fall when we were, when we were inter squad. And, you know, he might have a good outing and then come out the next outing and, and not look so good. So the challenge was him for him to, to be consistently good and not ride that roller coaster of up and down and, and give us that balance. And, and certainly in his first two appearances, he's been able to achieve that.
3: And so Garrett's story, right, he's a, a, a local central Mississippi guy out of Brandon, goes the community college route first at Hines, and then co- comes to you?
13: That's correct. Northwest Rankin. Played at Northwest Rankin, then went to Hines, and then came came to us this year.
3: That's correct. Gotcha. When you look at building a roster, how much of it, because you've had so many high school kids, and especially from there out of the Pine Belt that have been big contributors for, uh, contributors for you, But you also, maybe because your background as much as anything, have been able to pull guys from the junior college ranks that have been big contributors as well. What's your philosophy, Scott, in, in building your roster?
13: Well, I think it's just having a balance there of, of what you need in, in your position players and your pitchers. You know, you certainly don't want to be too old and you don't want to be too young. Uh, you know, right now, this team, what I seem to be running out there each day is position player-wise, we have three freshmen, five sophomores, and one junior. We've only got three seniors on our team, and that's all three of those are, are pitchers, Stanley, Powell, and uh, Tweedy. So everybody else is basically uh, junior and down. So, you know, I think we're probably a little younger than what we want to be this year uh, than, than years past. But, you know, the prior years, Richard, honestly, we were kind of older guys. You know, we were that junior, senior with, uh, you know, losing some juniors to the draft that kind of left that void there that you can't really prepare for and you, you don't have a crystal ball to see but uh you know certainly if, if it's a junior college kid that we need that uh, that older player to come in and, and and be that in our place then we're going to go after him if, if we feel like the development side we need to develop this kid because we already have this shortstop that, that's a sophomore then we'll go after we'll go after that high school kid
3: Another junior college kid that play, pays dividends this weekend is, uh, is Christopher Sargent, who comes from coastal Alabama after a couple of seasons there. Uh, I guess it was Saturday where he had the, uh, the monster game where he drives in five runs, went two for four. Tell me a little bit more about Christopher Sargent.
13: Sargent was a guy that really gave us right handed power in the fall, uh, what we needed, a middle of the lineup kind of guy. Uh, you know, he showed that in the fall. He was a really tough out. Was kind of slow to get out the gate this spring. I think he may be pressing a little bit, uh, but looked like this weekend he kind of returned to the to the uh, the way he was this fall. He took some good swings. He wasn't chasing out of the zone like he was earlier in the year. I think it was just a matter of probably pressing uh, being in this environment because it was a great environment this weekend. Our fans were what was uh, at, at limited capacity. Was uh, was really maximum for that capacity. In all honesty, so uh, it was a great atmosphere. And sometimes these kids, <clears throat> excuse me, get a little sped up, and their adrenaline gets to flowing, and they they kind of tend to do some things they wouldn't normally do. But I think after time, you start to relax and you understand the the atmosphere, and you get acclimated to it. And I think that's what is kind of starting to happen with him. Scott
3: Barry, head baseball coach at Southern Miss, joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Um you, you mentioned the atmosphere. Did did it feel as normal as it can in the ballpark this weekend?
13: Well I'll tell you what, it was it was a lot of noise. Uh, and uh, you know, I think we fed off from it. I, I heard an interview from uh UConn's coach uh, there when he left and he felt like you know that maybe his kids were affected by by the crowd a little bit uh you know they were very impressed with the venue and the atmosphere and absolutely loved it And you know said this is you know as close to a regional atmosphere as, as you can get not in a regional so uh you know we uh, you know we tend to do that in the state of mississippi at all all three of our big schools so very proud of that and uh uh, but but yeah, uh, it was it was a great atmosphere.
3: I don't know if this question is easy to answer at this point, just seven games into the season. But uh, have you learned anything about your ball club that maybe you you didn't necessarily know two weeks ago?
13: Well, you know, uh, outside we've lost three games. We're four and three, and the three games that we lost, uh, the first loss, which was the second game of the doubleheader against Northwestern. Uh, you know, we fell behind, and I really, honestly, just did not feel like we had a pulse that was trying to get us back in it, and uh, mm. which was very disappointing. Uh, from that fact, uh, you know, of course, everybody always talks about how hard it is to to win a doubleheader and all that. Of course, I try to preach exactly just the opposite. It's a game by game uh, situation, and but we didn't do well in that game. But the other two losses, the one at South Alabama last Tuesday we were in it right to the end gave ourselves gave ourselves an opportunity just came up short and then yesterday uh we were right in it to the end we just ran out of outs but you know one thing this young team has been able to do Richard and and that's really stay with it and and not not give in and try to win staying all the way to the last out
3: and then, Coach, finally got a fun one coming up on Wednesday. You're going to play Mississippi State in Pearl. Game got pushed back a day from Tuesday to uh, Wednesday. Always uh, a cool environment when uh, when you can play against Mississippi State or you play against Ole Miss. That's not going to happen this year, but your team excited about that one?
13: I think so. You know, I hadn't, we're, we're practicing right now. I came up to office to talk with you, but, uh, yeah, I think it's business as usual. For us, you know, I don't, I don't, I've always been this way. I don't want us to ride a high or ride a low depending on who the opponent is. I want us to understand how important the game is. And the game has to have an opponent to play it. And uh, so, whether, you know, <laughs> if you're playing it because of who the guy is on the other side on their chest, then you're probably playing it for the wrong reason. And I just think that's just the mature way that you have to look at, at playing a baseball game. And, and when you preach being even keel, and, and never too high, never too low, then certainly that's the way you have to look at competition is it, it is competition. And your, your job is to go out there and win the game no matter who it is. But it is nice that there isn't politics that's it, uh, that, that comes into baseball and keeping different sports from playing in all honesty. It's uh you know, I think baseball is a fraternity that, that respects one another and and appreciates what each other does and and certainly invites the competition
9: should be
3: fun on Wednesday night congratulations on the series win coach thanks so much and we'll talk to you next Monday thank you Richard that's Scott Berry, head baseball coach headed back to practice now, kind to give us a few minutes of his time today Southern Miss wins two
14: this weekend against UConn, we'll be back this is Sports Talk Mississippi From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms under breezy conditions, high near 53. Tonight, rain in the forecast, low around 45. Rain and thunderstorms with breezy conditions, high near 53 for your Tuesday. Tuesday evening, a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 39. Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 58. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 38. And for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 65. This weather service of our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service. Your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
15: Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy?
10: If so, then you are ready for an XMARC. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special mark pricing and special XMARC financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still... interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase 2 to 1 over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick's Sales & Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary XMAR quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993.
0: Rogers Dab Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. New Chevrolets, great pre-owned vehicles, and excellent fleet department, all backed by an award-winning service department. That's Rogers Dab Chevrolet, Crossgates Brandon, or RogersDabs.com.
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News.
17: The Department of Health is reporting just 199 new cases of COVID 19. The latest report brings the state's total up to just under 295,000. No additional deaths were included in today's report, and to date, 6,681 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. Overall hospitalizations have dipped to around 450, and over 600,000 doses of the vaccine have now been administered in Mississippi. And the start of hurricane season, which is usually June 1st, could be moved up to May 15th.
18: Meteorologists and scientists said several federal agencies are considering the change, with further discussion planned at a meeting next month. If this does happen, the National Hurricane Center would issue their routine Atlantic tropical weather outlooks on May 15th. There are no plans to change the end of the season, which is November 30th.
19: This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hogan and ask them to support House Bill 1231.
11: Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition.
19: Hey, it's
3: Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, this is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks that are built ford tough drive home the all-new completely redesigned 2021 ford f-150 the legendary performer ford super duty or the adventure ready ford ranger work or play count on ford trucks to get the job done and hurry because ford truck month is an event you don't want to miss from
2: hunting and fishing to just about anything outdoors here in the magnolia state Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with me. 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. If you want to be a part of the conversation, we'd love for you to do it on the C Spire text line. So Scott Barry joins us and talks about the weekend in Hattiesburg uh, you guys uh, watched or were there in person over the weekend. You heard Scott Barry talk about it feeling, even with a limited attendance, loud in the ballpark and like it was a regional atmosphere. I watched some of the highlights from Mississippi State. Hey, Dad, you were there Saturday and Sunday. What did it feel like to you in the ballpark? It was loud. It was loud, and
5: I couldn't help but think how much louder it would have been with, with regular crowds, but... On those walk on the walk off shot for Sunday for sure it it's it was loud and it, it there was definitely a you know, maybe it's because Tulane's a pretty decent team and you know maybe it's just because I haven't been at baseball that was my first you know trip back to d since last March but it felt it felt more like May June baseball than it felt like February baseball to me
9: yeah and
3: really two weekends in a row we've gotten that with the the tournament that. Mississippi State and Ole Miss played in, in in Texas with the big crowds that were there and fans that were into it and the caliber of competition being really, really high. And then you get to your your opening home weekend series, and Tulane's a really good baseball program. I mean, yeah, this team may be good, maybe not. We'll see when it's all said and done. Same thing in Oxford. UCF is a, a good program under Greg Lovelady. Are they a re- a regional team I mean if they play like they did this weekend they will be If they play like they did in the opening weekend they're probably not but but this weekend they were good but it felt exactly like you're talking about you know I I looked at the attendance numbers in Oxford and Starkville they didn't have attendance numbers on the the box scores out of Hattiesburg but in Starkville it was 22 to 2500 for the the three games now were there actually more people there than that I, I don't know but that's what the attendance numbers showed in uh, in Starkville for the weekend. Game, let's see here, Game 1 was 2,442. Looks like Game 2 was 2,473. And then in the series finale, 2,456. So basically, 2,500 a game for the three games. And Ole Miss played the one game on Friday night and then two on uh, on Saturday as well um and same same type numbers 24 25 2600 which was the most that that could be in there and it felt good it didn't feel like 5 or 6 or 7000 but it felt good and the folks that were there were absolutely into it Borky you watched a bunch of baseball how did it sound this weekend it sounded
4: like it and what was frustrating though is I mean, those are the attendance numbers, right? But not every socially distant seat was full. There are people that, if you, I, I know you're not lucky because you have to give a lot of money in order to get those seats. But if you, if you are one of those people, one of the 2,500 or so that can actually go to these games and you've got tickets and you sit on them, the university will buy them back from you for a given weekend and, and get those butts in seats because there's only 25 percent capacity. Not everybody can go that should be able to go in a regular year. So sell those tickets back to the school so somebody else can go. But beside that, yeah, it felt real. And especially when you watch other baseball games, yes, all those are socially distanced places too, but you got to remember, 2,500? That's like a top 20 crowd in college baseball, (laughs) non-COVID.
3: So, I mean, those are great atmospheres, even at 25% full. Hey, man, What stood out to you for uh, for Mississippi State this weekend?
5: Um, the dogs have a little more pop in the bat than I thought they were going to. I mean, they're they're getting some some, some home runs. Uh, obviously, that stood out. Landon Sims stood out again. I mean, he just continues to be. I think he's faced twenty eight batters and has struck out twenty at this point. Um, he did get touch. He did get touched for a run, so he is human, but he is just really, really good coming out of the pen. Uh, so that's that's two of the positive things. Uh, if I had to pick a couple of maybe negatives, you know, I, I, and I'm sure we'll talk with Chris and about this. Eric Sarantola did not have the start you were you were hoping he would have. He you know he looked like the same guy you've seen the past couple of years. Had some control issues, um, and Jackson Fristo I thought was effective at times, but he also gave up a couple of big home runs. So state you know state is still winning games without its its rotation really being in place. Bednar hasn't started yet. You didn't like so this was Sarantolo's first start and you only got a couple of innings out of him so I mean they're winning despite playing not their best baseball so I think that's a that's a good sign for Mississippi State when when they start rolling and at some point in the season I believe they will they should
3: be a, a really really tough team to beat d1 baseballcoms new top 25 is out and there's some movement but it's not crazy movement the top four teams in the country all come from the SEC and 5 of the top 6 are from the SEC. So Arkansas moves up one spot after a uh, a 4 and 0 week leaving Texas to get to 7 and 0 overall and they are the number 1 team in the country. Vanderbilt moves from number 3 to number 2 at 6 and 1 on the year. So they lost their first game of the weekend but then won 3 and they are 6 and 1. Mississippi State moves up two spots from number 5 to number 3 after winning two out of 3 against Tulane and also getting a win against Jackson State in the midweek. Ole Miss drops three spots after a 2 and 2 week. They are now 5 and 2 overall. They uh, beat Arkansas State in the midweek and then they lose two of 3 to UCF, but only drop three spots. Is that what you anticipated with regard to how far Ole Miss might fall?
4: They yeah. could have justified a, a little bit further of a drop than that because if we're being honest, Ole Miss was lucky did not have gotten swept this weekend. But uh, I think this was a good reminder for uh, Richard, you saw it too, I'm sure. People were melting down this weekend. I mean, just, and I said this on the stream this morning and on a podcast because I'm a glutton for punishment and I just, I am constantly recording myself talk. Um, I don't know how some people get through football season when a baseball series causes such emotional trauma. I, I cannot, I mean, look, is it good that they lost a series to UCF? Well, of course not. I mean, what we learned this weekend is you have a still very, very talented baseball team that has a flaw, but they are talented enough to overcome that flaw, and they're also missing what is what I keep describing as a firecracker in their lineup, also. I mean, when you're losing a bat like that and a player like that and replacing him with some lineup shuffling and a freshman at times, there's going to be a little bit of drop-off at, in production as well, on top of all of that, but I mean... You have two weeks of sample size. One, you swept three top ten teams with an asterisk next to Texas. This weekend, you had chances to win. You didn't. You lost a series to UCF. So it's almost like people are ignoring what happened last weekend to melt down about what happened this weekend. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Team that has elite components, that there is a flaw. And it's a flaw that they can overcome... And it is baseball, and sometimes you just lose. Sometimes it happens; it's going to happen again. But the reaction I thought was
3: mind blowing. You're not going to go undefeated this year. No, you're not. And I mean i i can't I can't do the emotional roller coaster of of Twitter or a message board. Not not even like game to game, but like inning to inning. And and. Borky, I, I hear what you said, and I've heard a bunch of people say, I mean, Ole Miss was within a whisker of getting swept this weekend. And and while that's true, my response has been, but you get 27 outs in baseball, and, and you get to use all 27 of them, and they won. I mean, that, that's really no different than saying Mississippi State was, despite winning a series, taking two out of three with two dramatic walk-off wins, you go, well, you know, they were just
4: within a, a hair of being swept. Right, we're splitting hairs with that. I mean, they also could have won Friday too. They were a swing of the bat away from winning on Friday, so they were yeah. a pitch away from getting swept, and a a pitch away from winning the series. But point is, they didn't play very well this weekend. They are m- more talented than UCF. They're a better baseball team, or should be, than UCF. This this kind of stuff happens now. If they struggle to hit, especially in the middle of the the lineup, if they're getting thrown out on a ground ball trying to score from second every weekend then you know maybe you start raising some questions about this team but right now this happens and baseball is a sport of patience my best friend was a pro baseball player and he used to say that baseball is a sport of patience if you don't have it it's gonna be a disaster for you a lot of fans that I've interacted with the last couple of days need to learn that baseball is not football there's 55 or something of these They're going to lose sometimes in ways that will make you scratch your head. It happens. Do this next weekend and
3: then maybe you melt down. But right now, nothing. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Good to be with you on this Monday afternoon. Recapping the weekend that was, we'll get to some basketball a little bit later this afternoon. Chris Lamonis is going to join us at 20 minutes after 4. Mike Bianco will join us at 20 minutes after 5. This is Sports Talk Mississippi.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland and in Brandon. Just call 601-605-4443. Venable Glass, locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Look for delays on Natchez Trace uh, just before the Pine Haven overpass. Elsewhere, things looking fairly decent. Just some after-school traffic to tend with. Please buckle up, drive safe. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers 601-353-5217.
1: Fun Fun
20: Hey, my name is James, and a little thing I love about Chick-fil-A's
12: Grilled Spicy Deluxe is the first bite, you get a little kick of spice, and then that cilantro and lime sauce that kind of balances things out. Just delicious.
6: Hey, I'm Amber. A little thing I love about the
11: Chick-fil-A New Grilled Spicy Deluxe is how well all of the ingredients complement each other. It's so good. I like bob my head side to side, dancing while I eat. Chick-fil-A's Grilled Spicy Deluxe Sandwich, available for a limited time only. Real guests paid for their testimonials.
7: Bull. When you listen to other wireless carriers, bull is all you hear. They talk about great deals, but it's never the price for one or two lines. One line with AT&T is 60 bucks. At Verizon, it's 90. Enough bull. Get the new C Spire real deal plan. 10 gigs, 45 bucks per line with auto pay. 45 bucks, no bull. C Spire. For limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trading. Head to cspire.com for details. Mississippi's official midday meeting place, the JT
2: show, tomorrow morning at 10 on 97.3 FM. Super Talk, Mississippi. Sports. This is Sports Talk, Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: Supertalk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Last week, you got an announcement on Friday from Ole Miss and an announcement on Friday from Southern Miss that they were moving forward with plans for the university to operate fully and normally with 100% in-person instruction in the fall. If Mississippi State has not made that announcement yet, then I would anticipate that it is coming soon. The University of Alabama's uh, official Twitter feed says this. University of Alabama, along with other campuses in the University of Alabama systems, plans to return to traditional in-person instruction without restrictions on classroom capacity for fall 2021. Greg Byrne responded to that tweet by saying, with this announcement, we've received a number of questions regarding capacity at Bryant-Denny for Alabama football in 2021. We are moving forward with plans to have a full stadium in the fall and we'll monitor medical guidelines as we have all along. So that is quite the caveat on the back end of his statement of we are planning to move forward with full attendance. Everybody, I think... I'll not speak for the Pac-12 or the Big Ten, because who knows what they're going to do. But everybody's planning on full stadium attendances coming up this fall. And I think you're going to see more and more and more and more of these announcements from universities that they are planning for full in-person instruction when classes start end of August, beginning of September 2021.
5: Yeah, I mean, that just makes sense, right? Just to go ahead and, you know, be positive now and you can always walk it back when you need to. You don't have to, you know, be like the big 10 and just cancel everything right this second. You can, you can have a, a plan to move forward and you can have a contingency plan for this and a contingency. You got plan A, B, C, D, all probably all the way down. But right now with the way things are trending and the way the vaccines are rolling out, it makes sense to just go ahead and say it, put it out there for everybody. Give them that, that optimism that, hey, when we play football this uh this football season, and when when students come back to class, they're going to do it in the most normal environment we can provide them.
4: Saul, a really encouraging story on the news for whatever it's worth about vaccine distribution and availability. If these things work like they say they do, Greg burns not being
3: optimistic he's being real,
9: yeah
3: um. Johnson & Johnson over the weekend got FDA approval for, what, EUA, Emergency Usage Authorization, I think is the right lingo. And then the CDC approved the vaccine yesterday, and they are supposed to drop three to four million doses of the single-shot vaccine. So you've got Pfizer and Moderna out there so far, and those are the two-dose vaccines. Uh, I got to think that the ability to give a vaccine where you've only got to do it once is going to be appealing to a lot of people, and maybe some people who said, nah, I don't want to do the whole two shots, inconvenient, whatever. So I think that's good. Mike in Oxford on the ceasefire text line, how in the world are they allowing a higher percentage of attendance at high school basketball playoffs which go to Jackson in the Big House this week, than they are at outdoor baseball venues. Mike, it is a reasonable question. There's just no COVID in the, uh, the Big
5: House. You can have a rodeo well, there fully packed.
3: You I was have... going to say, per, perhaps the answer is they made a test run and... With several thousand, five, six, seven thousand people, four, five, six thousand people in there for a rodeo. It seemed to go okay. And so, hey, we've we, we tested it here. It works.
5: That building is just so decrepit. Or, Even COVID
4: doesn't want to go in. And yeah, it hates high school basketball and bad music, apparently. I had a guy. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh, goodness. But, I mean, like, there are people that anticipate that the change will come here soon. That's great. I mean, good. But the problem is, like, Mississippi State had a basketball game. Only a few hundred people could go. A couple weeks ago, country concert was packed. It'd be different. What frustrated me, and I kind of ranted about it in, on the Sunday show in yesterday. In fairness, was, it wouldn't have been a big crowd. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't game. have been, but they were limited. And yeah. it's just the. the Inconsistency—that's frustrating. Regardless if they change it on Wednesday, and that's awesome if they do. Seriously, that's great. But it's the inconsistency leading up to this that's more frustrating than anything else. It's yeah. Just none of it has seemed in line with. Well, each other. I don't
3: know if you guys know this or not, but I do think that there's some uh, political back and forth at play with regard to lifting restrictions and. Wiping out mask mandates and all of those things. I did get a sense in the last week that people writ large have had enough. They're done with it. Folks are folks are kind of getting back to close to what life used to be like. Winners and losers when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi.
2: The place of America's music. Mississippi Talk, Mississippi by your Mississippi.
16: Treat professionals. Streaming Streaming live treat 24/7 at FM. Fox News. I'm Rich Denison. White House coronavirus response coordinator Jeff Zines today saying Johnson and Johnson will initially ship about four million doses of its single shot vaccine. The company then expects to deliver approximately sixteen million additional doses by the end of March. Johnson & Johnson says its vaccine is 100% effective at stopping hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19, despite a lower efficacy rate than Moderna and Pfizer's two-dose shots. The Biden administration says it's disappointed Iran has rejected proposals to renew talks over the international nuclear deal and de-escalate tensions.
11: We remain ready to re-engage in meaningful diplomacy to achieve a mutual return to compliance.
16: White House press secretary Jen Saki Iran says it wants the U.S. to withdraw sanctions before those talks resume. America is listening to Fox News.
21: Tom, looks like you're a few guys short today.
9: Yeah, one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered benefits.
21: You should call New Care MD. They offer full service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact New care MD at newcaremd.com today. To learn more about how you can provide affordable, direct primary care to your employees.
18: This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman-Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE-certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman-Taylor today for all your transmission needs.
0: This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown Folks, 1-800-647-8540 or on the web MajesticMetalsInc.com.
17: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Last year, Mississippi's prison system was overrun by gang violence. Under the leadership of new corrections commissioner Burl Kane, progress is being made. We've moved
20: out about 30 gang leaders to, to different states and let them live there for a while. Pretty good long while. And so we're kind of cutting the head off the snake. He's still wiggling, though.
17: Kane also detailed efforts to improve staffing at prisons across the state, including better pay and training. And a DeSoto County first responder was reported
18: missing on Friday. South Haven police are looking for leads which will help them locate 32-year-old Rachel Ann Wallace. Her silver 2016 Nissan Rogue was found abandoned in Texas, and according to WCBI, her phone last pinged in Shreveport, Louisiana. Rachel is described as 5'3, weighs around 125, with brown hair and brown eyes. Okay, my name's not Smokey, and I'm certainly not a bear, but I do come bearing an important message regarding wildfires. If it's a windy day, don't burn. And make sure you're not under a burn ban. Because like the slogan says, only you can prevent wildfires. I know, it sounds better when he says it. So pretend it came from a big furry bear in a ranger hat. And visit MSForestry.com for more wildfire prevention tips. A message from the Mississippi Forestry Commission through a grant from the USDA Forest Service. This
19: is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hogan and ask them to support House Bill 1231.
11: Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition.
17: After an electric weekend in Starkville, Mississippi State is moving up in the rankings. The Bulldogs rise to number 3 in D1 baseball's poll after taking 2-of-3 from Tulane over the weekend by way of the walk-off. This includes a game-winning Grand Slam from Luke Hancock on Saturday. Ole Miss dropped 2-of-3 to UCF and falls to number 4. In Hattiesburg, Southern Miss won a pair of close games and took 2-of-3 from UConn. And coming out of the recent winter weather event, Public Service Committee Commissioner Brent Bailey says that upgrades to the state's utility infrastructure
20: are a balancing act. Do we want a system that is bulletproof, gold plated, high standard? Absolutely, but what are the costs that are associated with that? And what are we willing to put on the backs of ratepayers to assure that going forward? While water issues
17: do persist in some areas, including the capital city, all power outages from the storm have been restored. Stephen Gagliano, Super Talk, Mississippi News.
19: This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hogan and ask them to support House Bill twelve thirty one.
11: Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Association. Tune in to Good Things with it. Me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from two to three p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety seven point three.
2: Now back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Say that again.
8: Please
2: say. Now back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry, poorly timed joke, completely inappropriate. <laughs> Super Talk Mississippi. I was
9: mad. I was charming. I was out there. Tell how. how I now I'm out.
3: Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm with you on this Monday afternoon. Rolling into a new week. Plenty of baseball to get to. We've got some basketball coming up as well. Several games in the SEC tomorrow night, uh, what, four tomorrow night, and then three more on Wednesday. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, and Michael Borky. you want to be part of the conversation, you can do so on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. That's the number. Get ready for faster phones. C Spire is rapidly expanding 5G as part of a billion-dollar investment into their uh, 5G and fiber networks over the next three years. That means more coverage, more reliability, and more speed. Learn more at cspire.com. We are glad to be with you this afternoon. Here's what we do, 4 o'clock on Mondays. It's time for Winners and
15: Losers. All I I, I do is win,
19: win, 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 no matter what. I'm
9: a loser, baby.
15: We got winners.
19: We got losers. Americans love a winner. And will not tolerate a loser.
3: a never win. And a winner, never quit. Was there a moment this weekend that you loved? A moment that you hated? You can put somebody in the winner's category or the loser's category. And you can send them to us on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. Borky, you are hitting leadoff today. Give me a winner.
4: Uh, LaToya Cantrell. Although I I know that uh, a lot of people uh, Mm -hmm. around the city of New Orleans aren't exactly thrilled with their leadership. Uh, She did do something funny on Twitter this weekend. So the mayor of New Orleans took to Twitter. Although somebody on her staff should have let her know that this isn't a free agency situation. That Russell Wilson isn't picking where he wants to go. It's not really like that. But anyway... She posted video on social media with an umbrella and everything and basically pitched the city of New Orleans to Russell Wilson and more specifically his wife, Sierra, doing some recruiting while Drew Brees is not yet retired and still working out. But hey, uh, tomato, tomato, shout out to the mayor for getting involved in this deal. Most people think it's trending and he's going to get moved, by the way. That's uh, the mood around NFL people right now. Last week it was a pipe dream, now it's like, 60 40 toss up that they actually move them. So things are changing in Seattle, and the mayor of New Orleans gave uh, a pretty convincing pitch. So uh, she's a winner for that.
7: You
3: heard it here first. That is Michael Borky stumping for Latoya the Destroyer or Destroya, however it is that. Uh, well, is, is that what you were doing there? You got a, you got a campaign t shirt? I, I think that she did something
4: funny on Twitter. Although one of her staff members should again should have told her this isn't free agency, he he can't pick you. It's you have to you should be sending this video to Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton instead of Russell Wilson. But uh, you know it's okay. Hey, Dad, give me a winner. Uh, I to go with Luke Hancock.
5: You know, a walk off hit is great. Certainly, Tanner Allen's hit on Sunday was was something. But a walk off grand slam—that's something you don't see uh, every day. And I didn't see it at all because I had made the mistake of going over to basketball. But that is something that's really cool. He's off to a fantastic start this uh, this 2021 season. Uh, he and Logan Tanner give him a really good, you know, duo behind the plate there. If one of them needs to take the day off, the other guy can just step right in. And uh, yeah, hitting the ball well and uh, a walk off grand slam. And that's that's just something to behold. Also, winner Bart Gregory. His "Say Hello to My Little Friend" call was fantastic.
3: That's good. That was good. He was having a good time with that, uh, no question. Uh, I would say winners just walk-off home team winning moments are awesome. Yeah. SEC Baseball tweeted this earlier. A walk-off Saturday, officially. LSU, Ole Miss, Georgia, Mississippi State, Alabama, and South Carolina all had walk-off wins on Saturday. No, maybe the entire weekend didn't go as he would have liked, but Tim Elko... For his walko uh, walk off opposite field line drive, I'll go with
4: the walko. That should next
3: call. Apo taco blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, drives one the opposite way down the right field line and uh, walked all Ole Miss off for the six to five win. So he gets to go on the uh, the winners list for that. A little bit abbreviated today because we have got Chris Lamona's coming up in uh, about nine minutes. Anybody got a loser?
5: Yeah, um, Mississippi State women's basketball. You know that 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 program was sort of the the the, the pride and joy of of this athletic department just just a, a few months ago it seems. And man, they just got handled on Sunday. Uh, they're going to make the NCAA tournament, but it's certainly not you know where they're used to being. They're they're the eight seed in the in the SEC tournament. They're playing on Thursday. That is something that MSU fans have just not been accustomed to over the past few years. It's it's been something to watch this program and how it has just basically sort of fallen apart uh in in the course of a year with, with the departure of Vic Schaefer. You know, Nikki mcrae Penson, obviously, you know, you can't give up on a on a coach after just one season, but she has got a tall task in front of her uh to get this program going back in the right direction. It's it's just it's something to see
3: how quickly it's come apart for them. Yeah, Greg in Nettleton agrees with you wholeheartedly. Couple of all caps text messages from Greg. He says, loser me for watching that game yesterday. Can't be that bad, right? Wrong. Program as a whole, top to bottom. It's bad right now. I don't even know where to start, guys. So, uh, that was from Greg in Nettleton talking about Mississippi State's women's basketball. And look, they built a really, really passionate following, both in person and, you know, online and on the radio and whatnot, and it's been a uh, been a tough go. Uh, Keith in Water Valley, texting us on the C Spire text line, says, Winner, me, my 13-year-old daughter, bet me I wouldn't pick her up from guard practice with windows down, blasting some Snoop Dogg. Dad won, little girl nothing. It's the way it's got to be. you got to put the kids in their place sometimes. Hey! We get a message that says, Loser, video replay in baseball. It does not. Gotta, it does gotta, not help the flow of the game.
5: They got to tone that down a little bit. Somehow. <laughs> you know, yeah. Give the coaches a couple of challenges, and we don't. We don't. We don't have to look at everything.
3: Which they have. I mean, you got a couple of challenges. They're using them as well. Mike in Oxford says Jackson Suber is a winner. He is a golfer for Ole Miss and has won medalist honors. He's gotten the trophy in the last two tournaments that uh, he has played in. Tucker in Brookhaven says, winner for me is UCF starting pitching. They had Ole Miss off-balance all weekend. Kudos to them. Yeah, UCF did not come in with an impressive record. right? They lost two out of three and had an inning last weekend in Game 2 where they gave up two grand slams in the same inning to FAU. Lost two and three guy. to FAU and then lost seven to nothing to Stetson in the midweek. Man, they They played a lot better this weekend. And they pitched it really well. Hey, Dad, what were you gonna say? To the same guy, yes, grand slams. I'm sorry. Yes, two two grand slams to the same guy in the same inning. You're right. Um, loser, Tulane baseball team with their lack of sportsmanship. Uh, when two way t- street, isn't it?
4: Uh, I mean, yeah, two way street. I feel. I do. I will say. I feel like Tulane were the instigators. But State did not have a problem reciprocating. What is it with T-teams from the AAC that's just picking fights with uh, poor old Mississippi State? <laughs> Don't start nothing. Ripley. Won't be nothing. Mm. And this is probably not going to like this. I mean, it's okay that both teams got into this. because, Well, I think it was awesome. I love that. I want more of that. I thought, if your opponent's going to chirp it, you fire right back, man. And especially after you beat them, too and the manner in which you beat them. When the two-lane pitcher is doing this goofy little thing where he's faking like he's putting stuff on the baseball before he throws. Uh, It was a one-run game, right? Hey, that in the eighth inning. This guy's doing this, like, trolling Mississippi State because they thought that uh, previous pitcher had a substance on his glove. (laughs) (laughs) And then you lose
3: the game. So, I mean, it's okay that your team fired back. I loved it. Benny and Starkville says, Winner, the kid in the stands who knew Hancock hit ball out as soon as it hit the bat. Was that, that like a, a video, video reaction that everybody yeah. saw?
5: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's the kid knew. I don't know how he, he was that locked in to Hancock's swing, but as soon as the ball makes contact, he's up and unrunning
3: there. I love it. Love it. Uh, let's see here. I'm a loser for bragging about Ole Miss being ranked number one. No, you're not. I mean, it's not like you lost the games. Kelso and Ocean Springs says winner. James Madison football, 2-0, and and ranked number one in the latest FCS rankings. Jeff in Oxford, winner the state of Mississippi, for not having a single COVID death reported today. Amen to that. Speaking of FCS football, did you see the Eastern, uh, Eastern
4: Washington-Idaho game?
0: Imagine yeah,
4: official's messed up. A 22-yard field goal splits the uprights perfectly, but since the official was adjusting his mask and
3: didn't see it, he just called it no good, and it was a tie game in the fourth quarter. And they didn't have the right video or angle on the uh, replay to right. overturn it? Even though the video that everybody saw was clear as day, and you see official
4: trying to get that mask up just right, doesn't see the field goal go right mm. through the uprights in a tie football game in the fourth quarter. Don't they teach that in the
3: first day of officiating school? Don't take you your eyes off the ball. You stand underneath the goal post, and you look up, and you watch to see if it went through. Uh, Jeff in Oxford also says loser the Vandy Whistler, just getting a head start on that one. Yeah.
6: Chris Lamonis will join us next. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs, they're in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call 601 605 4443. Looking good so far this afternoon. No wrecks, no breakdowns, nothing out of the ordinary. Just uh, keep on trucking, and no real problems. Buckle up and drive safe. Have a great afternoon. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers 601 353 5217.
15: Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now.
8: Paid for by Forward.us.
12: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3, Super Talk Jackson.
2: Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Don't hurt yourself. Sports Talk, Mississippi. On Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Great being with you on this Monday afternoon. Let's go back to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Check them out at favrates.com. Chris Lamonis joins us right now, head baseball coach at Mississippi State. Coach, I don't know the last time you had a uh, like a heart evaluation, but I can't imagine that weekends like this are great for the heart. What a weekend of baseball in Starkville.
23: Well, it feels like the start of the season's been that way, but it was a great weekend, and our kids showed a lot of fight. And it was, uh, you know, it's amazing how much better you feel today after just, you know, one more hit at the end of the day instead of not getting that hit. But it's a, uh, it was a fun weekend against a very talented Tulane team, and, and we were fortunate to to, to win the series. What did it
3: feel like in the ballpark? We've obviously got some attendance restrictions in in place, but did it feel close to normal? Obviously not as many people, but in terms of an kind of from an energy standpoint?
23: Well, it does. In our situation, we've been empty, you know, since last spring. So all fall, all summer, all spring training. So um, the fans that were there, they were loud, and uh, we heard some cowbells, and it's, it's not, you know, obviously Stanford Super Regional, but it was a very, very good crowd for our park, a very loud crowd for as many people as we had in there. Hopefully, we'll get more in there here in the future.
5: Hey, Coach Brian Haydad here. You know, your team, you're getting wins, but I think you would agree with me that, you know, you haven't had your rotation in place yet and you're having some issues out in the field. How does it feel when, you know, what's the mentality of a team to win when they're not playing at their best?
23: Well, I thought this weekend, um, you know, we have probably played, and I've told our coaches this this morning, I don't know if anybody's faced the arms that we have faced to this point of the year. Nobody in the entire country. Um, so from the offensive standpoint, I mean, we have faced three dudes who were preseason first-team All-American. And we had another guy who came out of the Bulls, Texas, threw their one and two against us. So the offensive side I get. Um, we we got to play better defensively, and we got to get some of these pieces with our bullpen. We knew it was going to take a while for our pitching, even though we're very talented. We have numbers, and we need to see who can run out there and do it in the game. I think the defensive piece is the biggest one for us right now. We have to we have to clean that up, and uh, I feel like we will clean that up. And then, you know, for us to be able to go out there and play really good baseball, a chance to make a run and, and do some special things. But uh, it does feel good that you can win and not play your best baseball. Um, here early in the year.
3: Chris is visiting with his head baseball coach at Mississippi State. Coach, I'm not the biggest math guy. Seven and two-thirds. I think that's a possible 23 outs. And Landon Sims has got 20 strikeouts out of the possible 23 outs. I, I, I know he's human and gave up an unearned run this weekend. Did you see this coming from him?
23: Well, he has been as good as we have on our staff all year. He just... I called him our X factor early for the fact that he has the ability to come in the games and I put him in. He laughed this weekend. I brought him in runner at first. He said, "This is a lot better than last week when I brought him in." <laughs> to no outs. That was our conversation on the mound. So he just has that ability. Some kids have a harder time being a reliever. He can do it all. I mean, he could close. He could be long. He, he could start for us. I mean, we're, you know, we're in all these different worlds. He can just do so many different things. He's just a, he's a great athlete. And he's a great competitor. So. And the stuff is really good. I mean, it just, he just goes at you. And right now that's, that's a really important thing for us because, you know, with a lot of our new guys out there, everybody seems to be nibbling a little bit. We could be a little bit better at pounding the strike zone. And when Landon does it, it makes it easier for everybody else.
3: I've never really thought about that. So when you make a pitching change and you bring a new guy in, what's the conversation with the guy that comes from the bullpen? Is it strategy? Do you try to keep it
23: light? It's, what is it's that? It's usually situation. Right. It's just, hey, you got a green runner at first. You got one out. You're at the seven hole lineup. You know, I'm usually minimizing the inning. Just get us out of it without them having too much damage. But, you know, some kids come in, you're trying to make them laugh, or, you know, or sometimes you're trying to get them to calm down because some of them could be, you know, Cole Gordon. He ran out there like a bull every time it <laughs> felt like, you know. So you have <laughs> different mentalities of guys that come out there. And so usually the, the most important talk is when Scott Boxall walks out there and he's trying to calm that guy down. He did it to Landon. He had to walk out, and we felt like their three and four all hitters didn't handle velocity. And we were about to make the switch from Landon to Houston Harding, and we needed two more outs. And uh, he walked down there, you know, just gave him a breather, talked those, you know, more the pitching stuff, and then boom, he, he hammers it in there. So usually I'm talking to the infielders, hand the ball, let the guy know the situation. But Fox is the one who goes out and really you know, helps that pitcher, you know, calm down a little bit and get out of the inning.
5: Well, speaking of pitching, Coach, you know, big game with USM on Wednesday. He got moved back a day, so you have an extra day of rest. Do you have an idea of who your starter is going to be for that one or what's your plan uh, for that game down in Pearl?
23: Yeah, we're going to start Houston Harding, left-handed pitcher. He threw a little bit this weekend. uh he pitched really well for us at this point and had a really good spring training. So we, we're going to run him out there. But he'll probably, you know, midweek games, you'll probably see a handful of arms.
3: <laughs> Chris, what do you know about your team that you didn't know two weeks ago?
23: Well, you know, we talked after we lost that Friday night game this week and, and just, you know, man, we're going to find out a lot about who we are over these next 48 hours. And I knew we were a tough ball club. We have so many kids who are, you know, so tough-minded. Um, so, man, we we learned a lot this weekend just learning how to fight and compete because, man, it was, a, it was a pretty lively atmosphere, too, that we were dealing with. I think we're starting to figure out some roles and who's you know I'm figuring out lineup. I know we're figuring out some bullpen pieces. I mean we have a lot of new guys and even our guys that we had back. I mean Logan Tanner's played ten college games and everybody you know we're he's the four hole hitter and everything else and should be doing great. Like the reality is is we just have a lot of young kids and uh, we do have some older ones too and they're the ones that seem to be helping us really win games. But these younger ones getting their feet wet. So we're still. Like, I, I think figuring out the pieces lineup was I liked Scotty de Brule. the first couple of days I had him in the six hole and I felt like he played a lot better in the two hole um, you know had two big walks in those innings that we came back and scored late so um, I think some of those pieces are what we're trying to figure out and find out
3: a lot of people have used the the word or the phrase chippy to uh, to describe this weekend it was obviously emotional what what's the I don't know, what, what did you think about the, the weekend, kind of with the back and forth between the teams? Do you like the energy that comes from that? Is, is it? Is, do, you, do
10: you worry about that?
23: Well, you know, it was funny on, uh, on Friday night. You know, it was real chippy. We're usually not that way. Now, we'll cheer and yell for our guys, but for some reason we were really quiet on Friday night. And um, the... They get the guy comes out. And he they're yelling and he gets all and kind of gets our guys excited. And the umpire gives us the warning on both sides. I walked out. The umpire I said, what, "What was that for?" I said, "Man, we've been dead all night long. This guy's pitching so good, man. I, my dugout's the quietest dugout ever." And you know, and after that game, our guys, I, I you know, not challenged them to be chirpy. But just to match the energy, to be into the game, to be cheering our guys on, and I'm not a big fan of cheering on dugouts, but I thought our guys did a great job after that. it just, it was, compa- it was a boxing match. I mean, it was they would score, we would score, they would score. I mean, you, no, neither team felt comfortable all weekend. You know, I mean, even in the first game we we lost, but we when we put a little bit of a run together in the ninth inning of that game, which I think helps you out on Sunday because we we ended up beating that guy on Sunday, and we, we everybody pretty much had an at-bat against him, so. It was a it was a long weekend. My ears were hurting. I can tell you that.
3: Yeah, I can imagine. Two weekends in a row where the atmosphere has felt big and the games have felt important. Is that a function of the opponent or is it because we've been so long without baseball and guys are so glad to be back at the park and and for whatever reason it feels like the stakes are raised?
23: I think it's more the competition level and the venues. Okay. I mean, we you know, we opened that first weekend there were so many people at that first tournament professional baseball, fans. I mean, in it Texas, I mean, we had so many fans, and our fans made it. But it's just every – you know, our fans would stay and watch all three games of the day, like Ole Misses or Texas Tech's or whoever, they just wanted baseball. So you were in these big environments and playing great teams. And we all understand that, you know, for us as the SEC to go to that tournament and, and do really well against the Big 12, I, I would like to think that's going to help us at the end of the year, our whole league, it'll help us. And so – um You know, and this weekend was the same way. I mean, this is a a regional ball club we were playing, and and who knows what postseason baseball is going to be like. So I think the stakes are raised a little bit because of the level of competition that teams were playing here early. We've just, we probably, this is probably one of the harder starts I've ever had as a coach, just jumping out and playing upper level competition right off the bat.
3: Well, good start from a win loss standpoint, and uh, the polls reflected as well. Congratulations on a great weekend, and thanks so much for your time this afternoon.
23: No problem, guys. Y'all have a good one. Take care.
3: You as well. That's Chris Lamonas, head baseball coach at Mississippi State, visiting with us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favrates.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. So we talked with uh, with Scott Barry at 20 minutes after 3 today. Chris Limonis, uh just finished up a conversation with him. Mike Bianco will join us in the 5 o'clock hour as well as we cra- uh, recap what was a uh, a big weekend. At Mississippi State, interesting to hear what he said. Kind of challenged his team a little bit after, kind of being quiet on Friday, and um, I'd say they responded. Yeah,
5: yeah. I mean, they they heard what their coach said and they took it. They definitely took it to heart, both on and on and on the in the dugout and on the field.
23: Yeah.
3: Sports Talk Mississippi. We got more coming up with you halfway through on this Monday afternoon.
14: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms under breezy conditions, high near 53. Tonight, rain in the forecast, low around 45. Rain and thunderstorms with breezy conditions, high near 53 for your Tuesday. Tuesday evening, a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 39. Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 58. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 38. And for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 65. This weather service of our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service. Your Yamaha Outboard dealer in brand
21: for tough.
14: it's scary to be diagnosed with stage 3 rectal cancer at age 30. I was a new mom with a new job and a husband out of town when I found out so I'm very thankful for St. Dominic's. I met with a different specialist every day for a week and all of a sudden I had an entire team of medical professionals coming together to save my life and that's exactly what they did for me and my son thanks to St. Dominic's I can be the mom I always wanted to be.
12: St. Dominic's skilled hands compassionate hearts
11: Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. As a minimalist, paying less for insurance is more. Nice place. Is your house a bubble? It's a dome. I find corners unnecessary. At Liberty Mutual, that's how we feel about overpaying for insurance. But I do miss having shelves. Hmm. What would you put on them? Nothing, obviously. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty,
18: Liberty, Liberty, Liberty.
24: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help.
17: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Last year, Mississippi's prison system was overrun by gang violence. Under the leadership of new Corrections Commissioner Burl Kane, progress is being made. We've
20: moved out of about 30 gang leaders to, to different states and let them live there for a while, pretty good long while. And so we're kind of cutting the head off the snake. He's still wiggling, though.
17: Kane also detailed efforts to improve staffing at prisons across the state, including better pay and training. And a DeSoto County first responder was reported
18: missing on Friday. South Haven police are looking for leads which will help them locate 32-year-old Rachel Ann Wallace. Her silver 2016 Nissan Rogue was found abandoned in Texas, and according to WCBI, her phone last pinged in Shreveport, Louisiana. Rachel is described as 5'3", weighs around 125, with brown hair and brown eyes.
7: A new voice is here on Super Talk Mississippi, Dan
2: Bongino. He's a former Secret Service agent, police officer, best-selling author, and host of the fastest-growing conservative talk show in America, The Dan Bongino Show. Each weeknight starting at 11, Dan Bongino tackles the hottest political issues, debunking the rhetoric, and giving you the hard-hitting truth. The Dan Bongino Show, weeknights at 11. The Dan Bongino Show on Super Talk Mississippi can't believe what I'm hearing. This is Sports Talk, Mississippi, right here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: Super Talk Mississippi with you streaming at Supertalk.fm. Hey Dad. Uh, You know, you've talked about things Mississippi State did well, things that they can do better. Not used to seeing defensively a fielding percentage like what they've got right now. Mississippi State, through seven games, has made 12 errors. They're fielding it at a 953 clip. Just a very average to decent fielding team, or maybe a, mostly good fielding team in college baseball, is going to field at 970. And then once you get north of 970, you're talking pretty good defensive ball club. Yeah. Uh, The sample size is small, but I was looking at runs versus earned runs, and some of the errors have led to runs. I mean, 23 earned runs allowed through seven games, but 30 runs total. So... Can, can they get better defensively? What what's going on in that department in particular?
5: Well it's all it's almost all I mean, there's such a huge outlier there at shortstop with Cameron James. He's fielding seven eighty three on the season. He's got uh five errors through uh yeah. through
3: seven games. So And had that, two in two of the three games against Tulane.
5: Yes. So I mean, you look at the rest of the, uh, the just the normal starters. Allen's fielding a thousand. So's uh, Rowdy Jordan, Logan Tanners at nine eighty six, Hatcher's at nine eighty two, Debrule's at nine fifty eight. Not great, but at a second baseman, I mean, he only has one error. So it, it, it's it's sort of a you know the the team as a whole is fielding okay. One guy is not fielding great, but that said, yeah. he's the shortstop. So he, yeah, the, he's got to feel yeah, better. It- yeah, and generally
3: right your shortstop is, because of the number of chances that that player gets, is going to generally have more errors than than others, but it does seem maybe a little higher number than is comfortable at this point of the year.
5: Right, I mean, five errors in seven games, is, that doesn't work for anybody. So, you know, and and Cameron James is a guy that his bat is starting to come around a little bit. He had that rough first weekend, but he had a good week last week. So you want to keep his bat in the lineup. You want to keep him in, in, in there, so he. And we, he was asked about that, Lamonis was yesterday, and he basically says he's got to keep playing baseball. You know, this is just, last year he was at third, this year he's at short. Just He's just got to keep getting chances. They believe he'll come out of it and, and everything will be, you know, squared away there. But, yeah, right now it's
3: just a really tough stretch for him. Yeah. Luke Hancock's numbers continue to be impressive. He is 9 for 26 at the plate. He's hitting three forty-six, but four of those nine hits are extra base hits. Three home runs, And a double, plus he's got 10 runs batted in on the year. Also, three home runs for Cameron James. Rowdy Jordan's hit a couple of home runs. Although he's not hitting for average right now, he's six for 33, hitting 182 early in the year. I don't know that you worry about batting averages. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you don't worry about batting averages at this point of the year. Now, a month from now, if Rowdy Jordan's hitting 182, that's probably cause for concern. But. That, that, yeah. But I mean, yeah. he's got, he's hitting 182.
5: He has six hits with a double, a triple, and two home runs. So four yeah. of his six hits are extra base hits. He's making contact. Just, just hasn't, you know, the ball hasn't been falling for him. So, but he's, it's Rowdy Jordan. He's, he, he has, he's sort of, that's sort of his, his MO, right? That he starts the season a little slow and then he starts figuring things out. Having De Brule behind him in the lineup, I think will help
3: him too. Yeah. Um, with Cameron James, you think they? I mean, you you said a second ago you think that Chris Lamona's just kind of says he's got to play some games and just stick yeah. with him and yeah, hope that he gets better,
5: right? Yeah, he's too talented to give up on for sure. They're, they're they're just gonna let him let him work it out. I I think if you watched him yesterday, there's a lot of mental. Bugaboos going on in his head, you know, a couple of balls where he fielded them pretty cleanly, but you see him, you know, he's clutching and going back to the glove and just not—he's not just, you know, picking the ball up and throwing over to first. He's thinking about it, and he's got to get that out of his head. He just needs to—if he could have a game where he, you know, gets a couple of chances and then gets through it error-free, I think he—I think everything would click back into place for
3: him. Um, do you think the shift helps or hurts?
5: That's from Dwayne. I mean, I don't know if it it's either, but I do know that in today's game, it's uh, sort of a necessary thing. You want to, you want to be able to shift and take advantage of uh, people's hitting tendencies.
3: Borky Haydad says, "I always have the ability to work golf into the conversation." So here we go. Uh, a late submission for winners and losers. Here we go from Tom. Winner, PGA Tour players wearing red shirts and black pants for Tiger yesterday. In the uh, final round of the WGC event that was moved from uh, Mexico to Florida. They played it in Bradenton, Florida at the concession. Did you like that?
4: Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, I did see, I-, I think, two things uh, regarding uh, Tiger Woods. I-, I think we talked about it in appropriate amount. I-, I think this thing has gone so far beyond what is necessary coverage. It- it's something we-, we did in journalism school, and... It- Far be it for me to admit that I actually paid attention sometimes in journalism school. I mean, God bless Nancy DuPont. I don't know why she liked me, but she did. Uh, wonderful professor in journalism school there. But part of it was like, when does it cross over into unnecessary information? I saw an article this weekend. I didn't click on it because I, I value my time. We test drove the car that Tiger Woods crashed, and here's what we learned. Like, all right. We're taking this a step too far here. Now, okay, let the guy just have a car accident. My goodness. And also, there were some players that, for one reason or another, did not wear the red shirt and black pants to honor Tiger Woods, who is still alive, by the way. I mean, they acted like I mean he died. He didn't die. It's a horrible accident, but he's alive. Max Homa, for example. I think it was Max Homa. The guy that won the Genesis last weekend put on Twitter, you know, hey, I'm not going to be wearing red and black, not because I don't want to honor Tiger Woods, it's just I, I didn't pack red and black, I can't get any in time, I, I'm sorry. You should have seen the reaction that he got. How dare you drive to Dick's Sporting Goods and buy something. That's <laughs> so wrong. I mean, my goodness. it's We we dictate how people honor somebody who's still alive. It's It's insanity. That was a cool moment, but... One, as I'm watching, I had the golf on at least for a little while, and I saw that article, I thought, okay, we've completely jumped the shark with covering this guy, and two, we're shaming somebody for not dressing like this guy who's still living. It's just crazy.
17: Yeah.
3: It was a cool gesture, but if you didn't participate, no, you shouldn't be right. piled it's upon. It's, it's fine. <sighs> It's uh yeah It's
5: uh... Richard if you ever, you know, are in, laid up in the hospital, I will wear a pocket square on this show to uh to honor you. You'll have to go buy one. I will ha- well, I mean, can I just get like a paper towel or something and dress yeah. it up a little bit? I don't, yeah, no I don't know doubt. how that works. I don't know yeah, how that works. You'll,
3: you'll be good. Um <laughs> an index card can work in a pinch. <laughs> there we go. Uh a paper napkin sock. Yeah. If 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 that's I, I really some, your if if you, you know, must have a pocket square and um for, for whatever reason there there are lots of ways you can get around it. There we go. There you go. You love making fun of the pocket square, don't you, man? Well, I don't have a whole lot to work with, with you. You know,
5: you're a nice guy, got a good life. I got I gotta get my shots in where I can.
3: Yeah. I'm a whole lot easier to make fun of than my wife or kids. So but it says it will be of
5: your wife or kids anyway Jesus oh, no, I master. understand
3: that I understand it uh you want to be part of the conversation you can cease by our text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five let's turn to basketball for uh for a few minutes. We'll get to the college football fix to start the uh the five o'clock hour. Alabama clinched the SEC. With a 64-59 win over Mississippi State. Any thoughts from that basketball game, Hayda? I thought defensively State played good enough to
5: win again, but they just can't make shots when they need to. They missed free throws. They had turnovers. They cut the lead to three at one point after being down 13. But uh, when you're down three, your next three shots probably don't need to come from you know two relatively not great-look three-pointers from Jalen Johnson and then an off-balance 20-footer from abdul Adu. That's probably not the shot selection you want to get there. Um, so I thought, like I said, defensively they played great. They held Alabama to 30% shooting. Really did a good job bottling it up, that that offense, but they just couldn't make shots when they needed to, and that's sort of been the story of the season.
3: Ole Miss's NCAA tournament hopes officially ended on Saturday in Nashville, barring an unlikely run through the SEC tournament in which they carried the trophy off the floor on uh, on Sunday afternoon, losing 75-70 to Vanderbilt. And, Borky, it feels like what what Hayden was just saying about Mississippi State, it's the inverse for Ole Miss. They scored 70 against a team without its two best scorers in Dylan DeSue and Scottie Pippen Jr. They were both out and yet gave up 75 and lost which really hasn't
4: been that team's brand, but I mean, that game Saturday encapsulates what's been the problem with them all season. They've been riddled with inconsistency and missed opportunities and shoulda, coulda and woulda, and at the end of the day, a team that was um, more talented, at least it's what we were sold on, than this is, I mean, very much on the very outside looking in of the NCAA tournament as we sit here on March 1st. It's uh The second Saturday where an inexcusable loss happened, and um, that's where they are. Some roster turnovers coming. They've recruited well. But important year coming up
3: after uh, another year of regression in that program. 8-8 and in league play with Kentucky on Tuesday night and Vanderbilt in Oxford on Saturday. Really, all they're playing right now for seeding in the SEC tournament.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call 601-605-4443. Still seeing delays, Natchez Trace uh, just north of uh, Northside Drive. Also starting to see traffic back up east and westbound on 20 there at the stack. Elsewhere, things looking pretty good. Buckle up, drive safe, and have a great evening. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call 601-353-5217.
0: Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com.
10: It's time for the annual RJ's Outboard Open House, March 12th through the 13th. Want to win a free boat? Then come on out to RJ's Outboard on Old Fanon Road between now and March 13th and register to win a brand-new boat, motor, and trailer package courtesy of G3 Boats and yamaha outboards while you're there be sure to check out all of the g3 boats and yamaha outboards rj's has to offer boat drawing will be held saturday march 13th at 3 p.m rj's outboard 1208 old fanon road at the reservoir
15: Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us.
10: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
11: I listen to it at work. At
10: work. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk
2: Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Did you get that memo?
1: Yes, sir.
3: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, wrapping up the 4 o'clock hour. Alabama wins 64-59 over Mississippi State. Vandy 75-70 over Ole Miss. Arkansas wins its sixth straight game, 83-75 over LSU. Auburn gets the win, 77-72 over Tennessee. South Carolina smoked Georgia 91-70. And Florida, seventy-one sixty-seven over Kentucky. Orkut, are you talking to yourself?
4: No, I'm, I'm. Do you remember the home warranty company story? Yeah, they sent me a bill. Oh, okay. they sent me Sorry, a bill was for just... the unit they didn't fix. So I, I'm on the phone with them right now.
3: Um, <laughs> I just, I was yeah. confused. I was like, hey, it looks like everything's working properly
22: on my end, no, but I, I see not, Michael Morgan just talking away. I, no, was like, I, was, this, this, I was not talking over you. No, they, yeah, I, no, I'm, no, we're I'm good.
4: furious. I was hoping to get it done uh, during the commercial break, but yeah, they sent, me, they sent me a bill for the, the HVAC unit. They didn't fix how and much do they charge get, you. It's only $75 in this bill, apparently, but I'm not paying them $75 to fix the unit. They didn't fix that I had to get somebody else to come out to my house to fix because they didn't fix it. And they have the audacity to send me a bill for the unit they didn't fix. And he's mad. I can hear him on the phone trying to get me to to talk to him some more. But, boy, I'm I'm mad. It's only $75,
3: but just the principle of it. Tell him that you're broadcasting a radio show to the entire state of Mississippi right now.
5: He may have just heard that. problem. You know, you can you can just put them on air, and we can we can hash this out.
4: <laughs> oh no, I actually I need to actually uh, talk to this guy and uh, and get this taken away. But I'm not paying them for for fixing and servicing my unit
3: that that they didn't fix. I, I hear him, I hear him chattering in the background. This is sports talk, Mississippi. Sometimes we get to live <laughs> real life with Michael Borky. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. So I, I gave you the scores. I guess this is in play for Ole Miss, depending on how the season finishes, but the NIT has downsized from 32 to 16 teams.
9: The biggest
3: carrot, in my mind, that was provided by playing in the NIT and playing well in the NIT was the opportunity to earn your way to Madison Square Garden where the semifinals and the finals happen. I mean, that's the part of the NIT that was cool. No, it's not the same. Maybe you get a home game. Maybe you get a couple of home games. Maybe you get, oh, a cool intersectional matchup that you wouldn't get otherwise. But the reason you're excited about the NIT is if you make a little bit of a run, you get a chance to go play at the Garden. Well, not this year. But the NIT will roll on. It will feature 16 teams, all playing in the Dallas Fort Worth metropolitan area, with games being held in Frisco at Comerica Center and at UNT Coliseum on North Texas's campus in Denton. Basically, the same thing as Madison Square Garden. I like Denton, Texas. That's where my brother and his wife live, and my soon-to-be niece will live. It's got a really cool downtown area, some neat restaurants. Got a a very cool feel to it. And with no disrespect intended to the University of North Texas Arena Coliseum, sorry, I've been there. Back in the old Sunbelt Conference TV Network days. Johnny Jones was the head coach at uh, UNT at the time. They were good. But I don't remember walking away from that build- building feeling like it was the Mecca. All 16 games will be played in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. I'm sorry, all 16 teams playing games. Yeah, You understand what I'm saying. They're all playing But here's the notable change. The tournament has featured 32 teams with games on campus sites until you go to the Garden. Since 2017, all regular season champions who didn't win their conference tournament received an automatic bid to the NIT. And then the rest of the field was filled filled out by at-large selections. That is not the case this year. All 16 teams in the NIT field, will be at-large selections. No automatic qualifiers for the NIT. I love that Jeff Borzello at ESPN included this as the uh, the wrap for the story. There was no tournament last season due to the coronavirus pandemic leaving Texas as the defending champion. I'm sure the Longhorns are glad that that was included in the story. Reigning nit champion Texas Longhorns. So, don't know if that's going to be a possibility for Ole Miss, but we will see. Could be headed to DFW for postseason basketball. College football fix is next. You're listening From
2: to WFMN 4 Jackson, State Super Talk, Talk Mississippi, World. powered by your, your three professionals at Baroni Tree Pros. Online at
22: BaroniTreePros.com.
16: News. I'm Rich Dennison. The first shipment of Johnson & Johnson's single-dose coronavirus vaccine left a Kentucky facility earlier today. Johnson & Johnson says it expects to ship 100 million doses of the vaccine by this summer. President Biden's pick to head the Justice Department clears a major hurdle today.
0: The Senate Judiciary Committee advanced Judge Merrick Garland's nomination for Attorney General a bipartisan 15-7 to vote. A final Senate vote could come later this week.
16: Fox's Jared Halpern on Capitol Hill. New York Attorney General Letitia James today announcing she will be moving forward with an investigation into sexual harassment Claims against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. The Democratic governor denies any wrongdoing but does admit some of his behavior may have been too personal or insensitive. America is listening to Fox News. This Fox News update has been brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse.
22: also available along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation. Tico's
16: Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
21: Have Smith Marine winterize your boat so it's done right. See the 2021 Crest Pontoons with great Suzuki outboard warranties. Come see the pros at Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive on the res by Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland.
17: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Empower Mississippi has put together a study that compares Mississippi to states that don't have income taxes after the House passed a proposal to eliminate the tax here in the Magnolia State. The group's president, Russ Latino, says it looked at revenue growth, tax burden, overall economic performance, and population growth. Across the board, the states without
10: income taxes are not only destroying the state of Mississippi, I mean, by orders of magnitude, better in terms of economic growth, income levels, population growth, but they're also destroying national averages, so
17: about 36% above national average on economic growth and more than double population growth. And a mass shooting at a nightclub in Claiborne County has claimed the lives of two
18: people and injured several others. Authorities say the shooting, which took place at the Wilson Lounge in Pattison early Saturday morning, also injured eight people. They were transported to local hospitals. Six people are currently in custody and more arrests are expected. The
24: 2021 Honda Pioneer lineup is here to make light work of a job and add a heavy dose of fun to your day off. Every Pioneer side-by-side side is stocked full of smart technology, responsive power, and Honda's hallmark of engineering excellence. The only thing left to add is you. Then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet, and eye protection. Always wear your seatbelt and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older.
19: This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hogan and ask them to support House Bill 1231.
11: Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition.
17: Ole Miss is preparing to welcome students back to campus in the fall. Ole Miss Chancellor Glenn Boyce made the announcement that the upcoming fall semester will be offered fully in person and on campus, citing the distribution of the vaccine and ability to adapt as the reasons behind the decision. Boyce went on to say that adjustments will be made if necessary based on government orders and public health guidance and federal funding will boost telehealth and distance learning efforts across Mississippi. Funded through the CARES Act, the grants from the USDA's Rural Development Program will be used for 10 projects across the state that will improve both health and education responses to the ongoing pandemic. The funds were announced late last week by Mississippi Senators Roger Wicker and Cindy Hyde-Smith, along with Congressman Michael Guest. For more on each of these stories and all of your Mississippi news, find us on our brand new website at supertalk.fm. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi
22: News. Jake Mangum here.
0: JT here, Jackson. I'd love to have you join me tomorrow from ten to one for the JT Show. We'll hang out and talk about the hot issues of the day right here on Super Talk Mississippi, ninety-seven point three.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi.
18: Do hey, you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Yes.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: With you for the five o'clock hour this is sports talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm richard cross michael borky and brian haydad thank you for being with us c spire text line is open 601-879-4395 are your video conferences lagging vpn connections dropping voip calls choppy well, it's time to face the truth. Cable can't support your business the way fiber internet can. Learn why at ceasefire.com/slash why fiber. It's time right now for the college football fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to BuyFordNow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built for 44 straight years. That's how long the F-150 has been the number one selling truck in America. You can test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. Congratulations to Reese Davis, the host of College Game Day. Football's College Game Day, that's the big deal. But he also works with College Game Day on the basketball side, and he announces some games, and he's in the studio, and he hosts the College Football Playoff Selection Show, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And is, according to everyone that I've heard of, that has ever worked with him, one of the finest human beings you will ever come across. ESPN has agreed to a multi-year contract extension for Reese Davis to remain at ESPN. He will continue to host College Game Day, as he has for the last six years. will also remain the network's anchor for College Game Day's basketball pregame show. Coverage of the College Football Playoff National Championship, the NFL Draft on ABC, and the Final Four, among other duties... He had big shoes to fill replacing Chris Fowler on college game day. Does this make sense to you guys? Just keep keep this franchise moving along with Reese Davis in the chair. It's it's the ultimate if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of thing.
5: You know, everybody loves college game day. Reese Davis perfectly inoffensive. There's nothing about him that I dislike. I like lots of things about him, but there's nothing about him I just go, God, I wish he would stop doing that. So, yeah, no, this is a great move for ESPN. Everybody will be happy with it, and College Game Day will continue to be the
3: juggernaut that it is. Yeah, just don't rock the boat when you're talking about a guy like Reese Davis. Makes all the sense in the world. And that's a perfectly non-offensive, not a hot take guy, not super hyperbolic. Good rapport with his colleagues on set. Everybody likes him. Keep on and knows rolling. the
5: sport. Knows the sport. Yes, he's, he's not just at the desk because he's a pretty face. Not that he's not you know handsome
3: man. I'm just saying he knows the sport of college football. Does this do anything for you, Borky? It's fine. I think the show has um,
4: has really fallen off. From what it used to be, and I don't think it's a nostalgia thing. I I, I love Lee Corso to death, and whenever he decides to retire, I, even now, as bad as he struggles, there's just still that nostalgia factor with him. But when he was at, when he was at his sharpest, and I like Reese, but Chris, something about Chris Fowler just makes everything feel bigger. And and Tom Rinaldi's now gone, and so you're not going to cry every Saturday morning. It, it's just. They are not. It's changed, no doubt. It has definitely changed, and I don't think they're getting better with change. its I still watch it. I put it on because it's what I do. Uh, college it's like a game Saturday part morning tradition. Right. Uh, yeah. But I, I just i don't find myself enjoying it near as much, and I am not finding the SEC Network's pregame show to be anything that is adding value. I found myself uh, watching Big Noon Saturday.
3: Uh, they, Although they, I think it will take a step back in the absence of Urban Meyer. Absolutely. He, he was, was fantastic so on so good. And this past year really, really highlighted
4: the problems with College Game Day because there wasn't the environment to take away from the show's content not being as good as it used to be. Yeah. It's a little Jason bit different says, when you're sitting on in a, in a, in a desk in front of a bunch of cardboard cutouts. Yeah, that,
5: that is true. They definitely have got to find a way to get back to, to being on campus with the crowds around him, because that's what makes it. Otherwise, it's just analysis, which I can get anywhere.
3: Yeah. Jason says, Reese Davis of the Fighting Mike Leeches, and you don't just waltz into Bill Snyder Family Stadium and stroll out with a victory fame? Love that guy. Put him on everything. Fire everyone else. Hmm. King Biscuit says, Benign announcers are sadly refreshing now. Corso is like Holtz, they keep him around until it's sad. Yeah, I mean, and it,
4: it's it's tough to watch now at this point, but I I do not put up with any Lee Corso slander. That that man is college football and I want him to be on that stage for however long he wants to be on there cuz I think he's earned that, but it is it's tough now uh, with him. It was creative though him being in his uh his I guess it's a pool house. I don't know what they call it in Florida, where they cover their outdoor pools with whatever that... that thing yeah, it's like, glass, a, like a like
3: screened-in deal, glassed-in yeah, deal patio. for the pool in the backyard. But they went all out every week. Solarium. That was kind of cool. So, you said solarium? Is that right? I'll go with that. Somebody said, why did Chris Fowler get let go? Uh, he didn't get let go. He got, I guess, technically promoted. I think that's the promotion he asked for, though. Yeah, he wanted to to do more play-by-play, and he wanted to do high-level play-by-play, and they moved him into the number one spot. They bumped Brett Musburger out and slid Chris Fowler in, and the first year that he did that, he still hosted College Game Day. Maybe the first two years, and then I think just decided it was too much to try and do the number one game every week and host College Game Day. Both of which are kind of full time jobs in themselves. If you are doing it right, um, but he still is ESPN's lead tennis announcer as well. So he does Wimbledon and he does the French Open and the Australian Open. And
4: it's probably just the assignments, but he's one of US those. Open. He's one of those guys where when you hear his voice, it, it just it's like his voice means big game. Yeah, it's just something about it. And I, I again, I am with you guys. I like Reese Davis. He is very well studied. Yeah, it's just not. I'm not
5: in love Chris, Chris Fowler. Fowler as a game caller. He's he's fine. I still I still feel like I'm watching College Game Day. I hear his voice and I think College Game Day. I I, I can't. I've never been a huge
3: him as the play by play guy guy person. Yeah. Um, no one other piece Frank- of news in the uh, in the college football world locally, and that is Ole Miss has announced a future home and home. The rebels in 2028 and 2029 have BYU on the schedule, and they've done that before. It was several years ago. No, it wasn't a home and home, was it? They didn't go to Provo. They, they did just not to, go to BYU in Oxford. Yeah, it it was a one off. So state
5: had a BYU coming up. Right. Home and home.
3: right. State's two, done that a couple of times, haven't they? Yeah, 2000,
5: 2001, and then again uh, 16, 17.
3: So Ole Miss announces uh, that today, twenty eight and twenty nine trips to uh, Provo, Ole Miss will go to Provo, Utah, September sixteenth of twenty twenty eight, and will host BYU the following year on September eighth at uh, Vault Hemingway. Will be the second meeting between the two teams when they meet in twenty twenty eight. Ole Miss hosted BYU in the two thousand eleven season opener, with the Cougars winning that game fourteen to thirteen. So, put that on your calendar for um, seven years down the line.
4: I hope they don't stop there, and I guess part of it's out of their control. But that technically still counts as your uh, your Power Five opponent. And looking Not at sure. the future schedules, eight and nine. Uh, in eight, they have uh, Alcorn and South Alabama, and nine is just South Alabama on the schedule. I hope they add a, a true Power Five opponent to those. I just I think it's a cop out if if it's just BYU and 3 cupcakes on your schedule i think that's taking an easy way out and considering every other year on and their future schedules going all the way out to 2037 it's got power 5 teams on it so i hope they yeah. add one more here
9: yeah
3: Hey, I want to tell you about a new partner on Sports Talk Mississippi. M-Trade Park is the ultimate destination for U-Triple-S-A baseball and fast-pitch softball. Located in Oxford, M-Trade Park is one of the premier facilities in the South with 12 synthetic turf infields, five Olympic-sized soccer fields, and an indoor hitting facility with six batting cages. With a full tournament schedule from now through June, there's plenty of opportunity to see why teams are calling M Trade Park the best facility in the state with playing surfaces that are second to none. Plus, while enjoying your team at M Trade Park, come see all that Oxford has to offer with world-class restaurants and shopping for all. Make M Trade Park a part of your tournament schedule this spring, coming up this weekend. You still got time to register for fast pitch softball, but spots are filling up pass. Uh, fast and don't miss out on baseball March 12th through the 14th with the Bust a Move Global World Series Qualifier. You can learn more online at mtradepark.com. Mike Bianco joins us next.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call 601-605-4443. Still seeing delays, Natchez Trace uh, just north of Northside Drive. Also starting to see traffic back up east and westbound on 20 there at the stack. Elsewhere, things looking pretty good. Buckle up, drive safe, and have a great evening. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call 601-353-5217.
20: Gold prices are approaching all-time highs, so if you're considering
6: selling your gold or unwanted
20: jewelry, now is the time. This is Newt Starnes, owner of DNS Diamonds and Jewelry in Flowood, inviting you to get our price before you sell your gold. Whether it's broken, out of style, or just unwanted jewelry or gold coins, this is the best time to sell. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. Simply put, we pay more for your gold and diamonds. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street across from Amerigo in Flowood.
3: I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy.
18: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
22: Yes. Get your purse,
10: sweetie. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd
9: love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Jackson Area Attorneys. Online at CordellCordell.com. Office in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only.
10: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: What we're gonna do right here is go back and now back to
10: back to the sports.
2: This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling on Super Talk (laughs) Mississippi.
3: with you on sports talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm we go to the farm bureau phone line check out favorites.com and go with the home team mississippi farm bureau old miss head baseball coach mike bianco joins us as he does on mondays during the season and coach like i said to uh, both scott Barry and chris Lamonas, really appreciate you spending some time with us each monday during the year uh with the day now, to think about it, kind of your your big picture thoughts on the uh, on the weekend against u c f at home
26: well you know uh and you saw you know rich i think all three games it just you know three really close games and three games where you know obviously you saw how talented they are, i mean how well they pitched it, how well they caught it in the infield and and offensively um you know they they they're they're good they got some guys in the middle that can really swing it. And, uh, you know, almost the opposite of the first weekend where uh, you know, I thought you we know, uh, down in Texas, we we made all the big pitches. Uh, you know, we we had you know several big you know key hits at, the, at critical times of the game. You know, I thought it was the opposite this weekend. You know, they seemed to make the big pitches and uh, get all the critical hits, and so disappointing. I mean, there's obviously areas for us to improve on. Uh, we got to be better. You know, than we were in the bullpen, almost reverse of that, where the first four games we were just like out, gave up one run. You know, this weekend. Our bullpen didn't fare as well, and you know we gave up—I uh, believe—ten uh, runs, you know, over the the eight innings of relief. So, uh, uh, just you know, not a good weekend for us.
3: One of the areas that you've shined so far is in the field defensively. Only three errors through seven games, and I think two of those three errors are on pitchers making making throws. Did you anticipate that this team was going to be as clean defensively as they've been so far?
26: No, I mean I liked our defense. Uh, I don't know if you ever forecast you're going to have three errors, you know, through the first you know, seven games. And no, I think we've been spectacular defensively, and you know that's been a huge bright bright spot, you know, through the entire seven games. I mean we've we got a lot to be proud of and a lot to, to, to say that we, you know, uh, some areas that we we've, we've played pretty well in from game to game, but collectively through the the seven inning or seven games I would think you know defense has been the number one key and 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 really, you know, not just not making errors, but making some game-changing plays. I thought you know Justin Bench was terrific all over the field this past weekend, in center and at second base. And of course, Jacob continues to play really well. I thought Tim Elko, uh, he made the other error that you're talking about on a on a on a bunt play. But besides that, he's been outstanding at third as well.
3: Is, is the measure of a good shortstop defensively one that makes? difficult plays but but plays that you're supposed to make look effortless or is it when you can just go out and make that spectacular play and, and i guess i asked that because it, it looks pretty effortless for jacob gonzalez on just about everything that comes his way
26: well he's got really good hands he's got a good arm very accurate arm and you know, I think if you ask a bunch of coaches that, I mean, everybody loves the Web Gem and the Sports Center top 10 plays. I mean, those are kind of neat, and, you know, you just sit there and all sometimes. But the truth of the matter is. Uh, what wins you games is the guy that's gonna make the routine play. He's gonna catch all the balls and throw them over to first base. And, uh, you, you need that. The the shortstop gets, you know, gets his hands and touches more balls than anybody, you know, in the field. And so that's the guy that you need that's gonna make all the plays. And, and we think he's that kind of guy.
3: You mentioned Justin Bench coming in from center and playing second today. I guess you played three different guys at second base over the course of the, the weekend in the absence of Peyton Chatagnier. A- any kind of an update you can give uh, in terms of timeline or what you expected with a, a return for Chatagnier after the hamstring injury? Well, I think
26: he's, you know, he's certainly out for another week. You know, So he'll miss uh, these two games in the middle of the week and he'll miss this weekend's games. Uh, and we'll have to reevaluate it. He's getting better uh, and he's able to do more, but as we've spoken before, you know, Richard, that the hamstring is a really, you know, it's a touchy thing and you got to be careful that you don't push him back too quickly. And, uh, you obviously can see it's a big blow, you know, to our offense and I think just our team. He's a great leader. He's a kid that plays with a ton of energy and a ton of confidence. And you know, to our offense, you know, just a I think a big part, you know, uh, at the top of the lineup for us. But uh, well, we're still going to have to wait another week at least, you know, uh, till we see him.
3: Mike Bianco, head baseball coach at Ole Miss, visiting with us. This is Sports Talk, Mississippi. What about your starting pitching this weekend? When when you go back and you think about the outings of Nacasi and Hoagland and, and Diamond. How do you grade those guys based on what they did this weekend?
26: Yeah, I thought they were outstanding. You know, uh uh you know, you look back to the Friday night, you know, Doug ends up giving up, you know, two home runs, I think, in the seventh inning. Uh wow. up until that point, uh, you know, he had a shutout going. So, uh, you know, he pitched like the Friday night ace that we know he, he he can be and you know, and even though he ends up getting the loss uh you know, I really thought he was you know, he was light out. I thought Gunner uh you know, pitches, you know, through the through the seventh, gets it to the eighth inning and uh with the lead uh we end up blowing it in the eighth. And then of course Derek, uh although he gave up four runs and a bunch of hits, I think he should he showed some some toughness and just being able to weather the storm uh you know you you get a guy that gives you i think six or six and a third uh you know on on sunday gives up four runs not his best game but against a really good offense it gives you a chance to win but again the bullpen failed us we gave up three runs you know after that they allowed them to extend the lead but i you know i was really happy with the starters this weekend
3: Mike, opening weekend, you, you came up with some timely hits, but didn't necessarily just like rack up the hits. And, and then this weekend, maybe a, a little bit of the same, but not as many timely hits as you wanted. You were really high on this offense coming in when we talked just a couple of weeks ago. Do you think they're kind of on the verge uh, of breaking out offensively or is, is there something you see that you feel like specifically you've got to work on?
26: Well, I think the thing that we got to work on is we got to continue to try to put the, the at-bats together. I, I thought this weekend was a poor weekend, not necessarily because of the amount of hits, because I think you can look, you know, everybody tends to look at the batting average, but, but, you know, it's, yeah, the first weekend I was excited because, you know, even though we faced some really good pitchers, we, we, we had our moments where we were really good and were able to put an inning together. And and people, I don't know if they understand when you say put some at bats together, you know, be able to put a, a chain of bat, you know. So what you're talking about is where you have four or five good at bats where maybe a walk. You know, even though it may be an out, but it, but what it was, you know, you saw a lot of pitches or you moved a runner where you put, you know, four or five really good productive at bats together. And usually when we talk about a quality at bat, if you can put a chain together of three or four, you know, good at bats, you're, you're, even though they may not all be hits, some of them may be outs, you're going to score runs. And, you know, that's what we talk about is putting these squab chains together. And uh, this weekend we didn't do it. And so you know there wasn't very many opportunities uh for the for the timely hitches because we didn't have a lot of base runners I mean it was you know we'd have a good at bat and several poor at bats in a row and then a good at bat and several full poor at bats and we gotta we gotta be a little tougher. I thought against a really good uh, starting three pitching uh we we didn't do a very good job of you know making it tough on them because what happens a lot of times if you make it tough on the you know the the opponent's starter you're going to be able to raise his pitch count get him out of the game sooner and that's probably the most disappointing thing for the weekend so i, I don't i don't work maybe mentally on the uh, the answer to your question on the verge and that type of stuff we just got to do a better job i think collectively as an offense put more pressure on the you know, the opponent's pitchers
3: you're in that time of the year where you play a bunch of games in a short amount of time. Tuesday, Wednesday this week against Memphis and Jackson State before you host Belmont. What's your uh, what's your pitching plan middle of the week on these uh, these next couple of games?
26: You know, we still haven't made a decision on Wednesday. We're going to go Drew McDaniel tomorrow and just let him go. uh, Then go to the bullpen. You know, after that and see what we use out of the bullpen to decide where we'll go on Wednesday. But uh, you know, I I think you know it's it's just one of those where uh, Jackson Kimbrell is a possible you know guy that we could start on Wednesday. Uh, So is you know Tyler Myers. You know, Cody Adcock's another guy that I think has got a a chance to maybe be one of those midweek starters for us eventually. But I think, you know, what we want to do is just first get through that first game and and see where we are as far as bullpen pieces because one of those guys in the bullpen is going to start on Wednesday.
3: Sounds good. Coach, really appreciate your time this afternoon. Good visiting with you. We'll talk to you next week. My pleasure, Richard. Thank you. That's Mike Bianco, head baseball coach at Ole Miss, visiting with us. So he said uh, going to go with Drew McDaniel. On the, uh, the Tuesday afternoon game against Memphis, McDaniel is 1-0 on the year. It'll be his third appearance of the season and second start. He started against Arkansas State last week. He is uh, 1-0 with a 1.69 ERA. And then said they were going to try and kind of figure things out after that uh, based on who pitches on Tuesday. Mike Bianco visiting with us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. That was kind of interesting what he was talking about, about grouping at-bats together and getting blocks of quality at-bats. They'd have a good at-bat and then two or three that were not, and that's part of the reason that they weren't able to get into the bullpen against UCF faster and weren't able to score more runs. So uh, Ole Miss against Memphis tomorrow at 4, Jackson State on Wednesday at 6.30, and then three games this weekend against Belmont uh, Friday night at 6.30, Saturday afternoon, I think that's a 1.30 start, and then uh, Sunday afternoon as well. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Half an hour left with you on this Monday. We will be right back.
14: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms under breezy conditions, high near 53. Tonight, rain in the forecast, low around 45. Rain and thunderstorms with breezy conditions, high near 53 for your Tuesday. Tuesday evening, a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 39. Wednesday, mostly sunny, high near 58. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 38. And for your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 65. This weather service of our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service. Your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
15: Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us.
18: Liberty
11: Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. As a minimalist, paying less for insurance is more. Nice place. Is your house a bubble? It's a dome. I find corners unnecessary. At Liberty Mutual, that's how we feel about overpaying for insurance. But I do miss having shelves. Hmm. What would you put on them? Nothing, obviously. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty,
18: Liberty, Liberty, Liberty.
14: 601-345-8090 That's 601-345-8090 or online at com. That's Barone'sTreePros.com
17: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Empower Mississippi has put together a study that compares Mississippi to states that don't have income taxes after the House passed a proposal to eliminate the tax here in the Magnolia State. The group's president, Russ Latino, says it looked at revenue growth, tax burden, overall economic performance, and population growth. Across the board, the states without
10: income taxes are not only destroying the state of Mississippi, I mean, by orders of magnitude, better, in terms of economic growth, income levels, population growth, but they're also destroying national averages, so
17: about 36% above national average on economic growth and more than double population growth. And a mass shooting at a nightclub in Claiborne County has claimed the lives of two
18: people and injured several others. Authorities say the shooting, which took place at the Wilson Lounge in Pattison early Saturday morning, also injured eight people. They were transported to local hospitals. Six people are currently in custody and more arrests are expected. This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned
19: valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hogan and ask them to support House Bill 1231.
11: Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition.
7: Bull. When you listen to other wireless carriers, bull is all you hear. They talk about great deals, but it's never the price for one or two lines. One line with AT&T is 60 bucks. At Verizon, it's 90. Enough bull. Get the new C Spire real deal plan. 10 gigs, 45 bucks per line with autopay. 45 bucks, no bull. C Spire. For limited time, get our best 5G phone, free with trading. Head to cspire.com for details. No matter where you go.
2: Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
9: It doesn't get any better than this.
2: On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: mississippi has a brand new website the new supertalk.fm you can listen and watch just about every show on demand you'll also get exclusive mississippi news from the supertalk mississippi news team every show every podcast every news story all in one place it's all at supertalk.fm and the all new supertalk mississippi app for apple and android devices is here you can listen live on demand and get the latest news from across the state. And just one more thing, um, podcasts are available. You can subscribe to the Sports Talk Mississippi podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Just search Sports Talk Mississippi to get the latest Sports Talk Mississippi podcast on your device anywhere, anytime. And don't forget, you can get Thunder and Lightning, The Rebel Report, The Borky Show, or the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcasts as well. So pretty big news today in the NFL. This does not tie necessarily back to the state of Mississippi but J.J. Watt is joining the Arizona Cardinals. Surprised?
4: Yeah. I mean that was not on the short list of teams that everybody expected him to go to and when you see the kind of price tag that they're giving him $15.5 million a year over two seasons for a guy that hasn't played but one complete one in the last three is a pretty big uh, dollar amount. But a lot of times, and I fall victim to this too, uh, when, when news like this breaks we're all surprised, right? I was. But then you put the human side into it for a few reasons. Yeah, he wanted to At least the thought was he wanted to go play for a Super Bowl contender. Arizona's not there yet, but they're not that far off either. Also, he has been injured two of the last three seasons. Maybe in his mind, he's like, you know, I got to make the money when I can make the money. Because I've got a wife. Presumably, they want to have a family one day. Maybe I just need to maximize my dollar. That's a very human thought. That's one that I would have. Also, have you ever been to Phoenix?
3: Not bad, especially Phoenix in is pretty November, sweet. December, January, yeah. and February.
4: As a, as a guy making $15 million a year, Phoenix is a pretty awesome place, and he has a former teammate there. In DeAndre Hopkins. In, in Hopkins. So I was shocked by it because nobody ever talked about Arizona, but when you look at it, they're willing and able to pay him more than probably any of their team offered. They're not that far off from being competitive. What was it, a 8-8 eight eight team last year, right? Um they're close. He's got a former teammate eight there. Eight and eight
3: team? Eight, eight and eight. eight team. Oh, an eight and eight team. I was yes. like, <laughs> did they play more
4: games than everybody else and I missed that? <laughs> no, um, but but they're not far off. They're, they're close. Um, Phoenix is awesome. And he gets to play a former teammate. So when you think about the human side of it, it really all kind of makes sense.
5: I'm a big Ed fan Warder. of this, uh... Go ahead. I'm big. I'm a big fan of this this new trend we're getting of athletes breaking their own news. Big fan of that. I think I think it's I think it's funny. But uh, another thing to con- consider though is this division, the NFC West. To me, that's got to be the hardest division, right? I mean, the Rams and the Seahawks are both playoff teams. The Forty Nine ers were in the Super Bowl two years ago. The Cardinals just keep getting better. That's that's a tough division. So you talk about you know championship potential. If you come out of the NFC
4: West, you you know you're at least
3: tested. The
4: Seahawks, if they deal Russell Wilson, may not be a contender May not be a championship team, yeah.
3: Well, Well, I was just going to go with a different angle on that. I mean, Russell Wilson, who said he was tired of getting hit so much, um, just sees a team (laughs) in the division. Pick up J.J. Watt. Add another piece. Chandler Jones, since 2012, leads the NFL in sacks with 97. J.J. Watt is second with 95 and a half. Ed Werder from ESPN says he was told J.J. Watt's first criteria in choosing his team would be the quality of the quarterback. He says, so this seems like an endorsement of App K-1. That's Kyler Murray. Cardinals tweeted yesterday, Kyler Murray is the first player in NFL history with 7,500-plus passing yards, 45-plus touchdowns, and 15-plus touchdown runs in his first two NFL seasons. And there was a report that there were nine teams that were legitimately in the mix for J.J. Watt. He decided to go with the Cardinals. They were paying him $31 million with $23 million of that guaranteed. Apparently the next closest or maybe next on the list for J.J. Watt was the Buffalo Bills. So, Just uh, out
5: of curiosity, if I had said Richard named the NFL's leading sack guy for that time period, how many guesses would I need to give in you before you came on Chandler Jones?
3: Probably <laughs> two or
5: three. At least it would have been more for me. me I didn't too. know that guy existed until this moment oh, well, in time. Like, who is Chandler Jones? I don't yeah, watch a I, lot of
3: Cardinal games, you might guess. I'm, I'm just kidding. I would have, we could have been here all day, here and, all all day night, yeah. and I wouldn't have gotten there. There you go. It's a nice complimentary piece, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say so. Well, yeah, and, and teammate, yeah. teammate Jordan Phillips tweeted Who are you going to double now? Obviously, alluding to you got double JJ Watt, you are going to double Chandler Jones.
5: That's that's what you want to have, though. You want to have those kind of situations. That's that's how you you know that's how you win is is having multiple problems on both sides of the ball. Because the same thing on offense, right? You know, who, did Larry Fitzgerald finally retire? Is nope. he, is he, no, like, not officially. So, so fact, he's still there with Hopkins.
3: I mean, my good, who do you, who do you cover? You know, in fact. If Larry Fitzgerald comes back for another season, for the first time in NFL history, you will have two players on the same team wearing the Walter Payton Man of the Year patch. Never before have you had two Walter Payton Man of the Year award winners on the same team. So, well, that's cool. Well, hopefully cool. the
4: Saints lose theirs with all due respect. That video of Drew Bree's working out with the caption "We've got something Brewing over here" terrifies me. Like, I'm sorry. I know I know what he has done and he's incredible, but somebody in that organization, I hope that conversation's already had because Occam's razor tells you he's retiring, right? I mean, he he's stunk. Because his body is failing on him because it's going to fail on all of us at some point. He was not very good last year. Physically really incapable of playing the position at a high level anymore. Um, you had the post-game throw the football to the family on the field, hug Tom Brady, stay there for an hour. The lights turn off. You get him and turn him back on. That moment. So that's like the, He's retiring. As he's leaving the field, he turns around to look at the stadium one more time, and then he takes a $24 million pay cut to help the team get under the cap, presumably because he's going to retire. But then you see this workout video. What was in the video? He's pushing a, a weight sled, and it's, a, it's yeah. an intense outdoor workout, presumably in San Diego because that's where he spends his offseason. He's working out with a couple of other athletes, and he's got like a special football-based trainer with him.
3: Uh, and that's who Maybe, posted oh, the video. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe he's just planning to be the head busboy at walk ons going forward and he needs uh, to stay in shape to do that. Possibly. Yeah, they those, did. Those carts around.
4: They did an undercover well, boss episode with Drew Brees at walk ons. And I thought, are you guys, I mean, come on. Are we supposed to believe that the people at walk ons in Louisiana won't recognize Drew Brees even if you put a funky beard on him? I mean, come on. Anyway. Hmm. That video. If nobody in the organization has had that conversation, now that that video is out, they need to fly out to San Diego and sit him down and say, "We love you so much. Please retire." You ever seen Old Yeller? <laughs> they yes. love that dog. I, I mean, I'm sure but it's, it was time. I'm sure it's just a troll job, and we've got what, more. What happened at the end? <laughs> They took that dog around back, and uh, you didn't see old Yeller no more. We need to take Drew Brees around back. Yeah, and he's Ooh, he's
3: such a jeez, that's he's, heartless. He's such a great
4: guy and an ambassador for the team, and won a Super Bowl, and everything's great. But my goodness, Drew, just retire, live in San Diego, an incredible city. I hate it. I hate it as much as anybody, but... It's time. You know, Especially it's time. when Russell Wilson has said, Hey, guys, please trade for me.
3: <laughs> you got to, yeah. Or, I mean, it was insinuated... Josh in the Delta says he's re- he would rather have a broken-down breeze than a healthy Winston. No. Mm, uh,
4: that, that Drew Breeze that we just saw, I mean... <sighs> I did see, I mean, it was Michael Irvin, so take it for what it's worth, but uh, apparently people in Dallas believe that that's where Wilson truly wants to go and that there's pressure internally on Dallas to go make a move to get Wilson. And so that would mean, now that we just got done with J.J. Watt, Dak Prescott would be hot on the market, and that would be an interesting story too because the Panthers are looking to move on from Teddy Bridgewater already. They want to trade for Deshaun Watson. But you've got all these teams now, Chicago, New Orleans, obviously, who's going to need a quarterback. So if if this goes down, if Dallas actually is feeling pressure to go get Wilson and they do it, we've got the most high-profile free agent quarterback since... Forever. I mean, Brady would be the answer, but nobody wanted Brady. Yeah. Tampa or nobody. How'd that work out? No, seriously.
3: Well, I thought the Titans wanted Brady also.
4: Eh.
5: Yeah. Kind in the pool. But, you know.
3: I got real excited when Giselle was looking at private schools in uh, the Nashville metro area. Remember?
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. You can find them in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. gates or call 601-605-4443. Typical delays this afternoon east and westbound slow at the stack. Also seeing delays 49 southbound uh, before the turn at old 49 and seeing heavy delays 475 southbound at 468. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Call Smith Brothers 601-353-5217.
21: Hey Tom, looks like you're a few guys short today.
9: Yeah, one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered benefits.
21: You should call New Care MD. They offer full service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact NewCareMD at NewCareMD.com today to learn more about how you can provide affordable direct primary care to your employees.
20: Gold prices are approaching all-time highs, so if you're considering selling your gold or unwanted jewelry, now is the time. This is Newt Starnes, owner of DNS Diamonds and Jewelry in Flowwood, inviting you to get our price before you sell your gold. Whether it's broken, out of style, or just unwanted jewelry or gold coins, this is the best time to sell. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. Simply put, we pay more for your gold and diamonds. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street across from Amerigo in Flowwood.
14: Pure Air Consultants is your heating and cooling professionals, and they're ready to work for you. We're the home of the once-a-year $119 heating and cooling service special, along with 24 months, same as cash, and no credit check financing. Call us at 601-939-7420. That's 601-939-7420. Or online at MyPureAirConsultants.com. That's MyPureAirConsultants.com. A proud provider
18: of Green
11: Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? Green the new degree of comfort.
9: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
15: Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us.
11: Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomeninatruck.com.
7: Bull. When you listen to other wireless carriers, bull is all you hear. They talk about great deals, but it's never the price for one or two lines. One line with AT&T is 60 bucks. At Verizon, it's 90. Enough bull. Get the new Seaspire Real Deal Plan. 10 gigs, 45 bucks per line with AutoPay. 45 bucks, no bull. Seaspire. For limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trading. Head to cspire.com for details
2: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Thank, can I offer a late addition to Winners and Losers? But in the positive, yeah, there's no time constraints. When you are when you are 72 years old and you sign a 5-year contract extension that will take you through the end of the 2025 season to coach basketball collegiately and you will make $2.25 million a year, you are a winner. Leonard Hamilton, who looks exactly like he did when Florida State played Ole Miss in a non-conference game in Oxford well back into the Tad Pad days. I remember that game because Gene Deckerhoff, who is and was the radio play-by-play announcer for Florida State, they they didn't travel with an engineer and equipment, and somehow I got looped into, can I sit there and press buttons for two and a half hours for them? So I did that, and Leonard Hamilton looks exactly the same today as he did then. That was at least a decade ago. He has won three ACC Coach of the Year titles, has taken the Seminoles to seven NCAA tournament appearances, and by the way, Florida State's not usually a team that you think of as like a perennial power in basketball, but they've been really good under Leonard Hamilton. Can you imagine signing a five-year contract extension when you're 72 years old that's going to pay you $2 million plus a year? That deserves to put you on the winner's list. And and being this good for that long is really impressive. Uh, I mean,
4: think about how much change has happened in in all of sports. Baseball is still uh, lagging behind a little bit, but at the major league level, for example, it's home runs and strikeouts. In, In basketball, the outside shot is becoming more and more valuable, in part because people make them at a higher percentage. Football has gone through dramatic offensive changes. To be this good for this long while your game is constantly changing, is meaning you have to evolve your style not only to what the game actually is, but also players are different. And that kind of time span is pretty impressive. I mean, watch a, any basketball game, NBA, college, doesn't matter, from 1995, and then
3: put on a, any game tonight. Yeah, not quite the same, is it? Not even close. A little, a little different, just a little. A little more physical defense, more a little s- less play, freedom of movement, not nearly as many three-point shots, and probably a guy that's 6'10 and as wide as a truck yeah. playing down in the post. A lot more physical, a lot less skilled. A lot more skilled guys today, but they're a lot softer. Yeah. Well, and look, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like their guys weren't unbelievably athletic back then, but I don't think you had as many like wildly athletic guys playing college basketball in 1995 as you do today. I think that's a function of of training.
5: Say what? You didn't have whole teams of them.
3: You had like one guy, and you're like, man, that dude's a freak. And now there's five guys like that on the court. Going back to what was it, ninety? Two, three, four. I mean, Grant Hill at Duke was a freak. Right. It's, 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 some, some of those guys at North Carolina were unbelievable, and, and all over the place. I'm not trying to, for a second, say that basketball players in the early to mid-90s weren't incredibly athletic. They were. Somebody sends us a message, ceasefire text line, that says not nearly as fundamentally sound now. And I agree with that. I mean, yeah, but the fundamentals are different now. The things you want out of a player are. are different now. They don't are. Um, last question for you, and we certainly don't have time to like dive deep into this, but when in the heck are the Cowboys going to sign Dak Prescott? Um,
4: they may not. I'm starting I, – I
5: think I'm on team team that he's not – I don't think he's going to be a Cowboy much longer. Really? I just – I mean, this feels like – they're just not getting it done. and It feels like they don't want to get it done. So I don't know. But why? I don't understand why. That I don't Finances? Don't. I didn't answer that. In part? It can't be money. It can't be
4: money. Come on. I mean, Jerry Jones, it can be money. But there's a salary cap. There is, but it still can't be money. If he's asking for $40 million?
3: But I mean, that might be a little rich for my blood, too. That's a lot of money. But I... But we also saw what the new TV deal is going to look like. Yeah, which will help when the story came out on Friday. In five years, we'll look at the Mahomes
4: deal and think that the Chiefs got a steal in five years, because the cap's going to keep going up, and he's locked into that. That it sounds like so much right now, but it, it won't be. But honestly, they haven't signed him yet because maybe they think they can go get Russell Wilson. Maybe that's real. That's new news, though.
3: Is it? New news to us. Thanks for being with us Monday afternoon. Full edition of Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be back with you tomorrow just after 3 o'clock. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. Have a great night.
7: Oh, it's incredible!
2: You're home for Old Miss Bliss. America. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.